Before we start today's show, we have to talk about Chrono Cross. We're not ready for the deepest dive yet, but there's an event happening in the mobile game, and it's also on Steam. It's a free JRPG called Another Eden, which is a crossover event with actually the world of Chrono Cross. It's called Complex Dream. So you can jump in there and play and reunite with your old favorite characters like Surge, Kid, Harley, Glenn, Lynx. Some people probably like Lynx. And the cool thing is, for certain sections here, it actually takes elements from Chrono Cross, like the field effects in battle, like the little circles with the different colors and stuff, depending on which spell you use. So it's more than just throwing the characters in, it's actually taking some of the gameplay and ideas of Chrono Cross that people are so hungry for, and reworking them into this new mobile JRPG called Another Eden. So I know we've talked about Another Eden coming to Steam in the past, but it was genuinely such a delight when they reached out and said, hey, do you want to plug this game because it's having a crossover event with Chrono Cross on the podcast? Uh, very easy yes for somebody that loves Chrono Cross as much as I do. So if you're interested in this type of thing, you can always check out Another Eden, The Cat Beyond Time and Space on mobile or on Steam. Let us know what you think. And if you want to learn more, you can go to bit.ly slash minmaxae. There's a link in the description for you. everybody and welcome to the MinMax show a place about games friends getting better i'm ben hansen joined by leo vader thank you i feel like i won looking at this list already hell As yeah hitman's on the top <laughs> because you just said it first and it hasn't nobody has the guts to ask you to please move it that's right uh sarah pazorski we have your voice hello. as well welcome uh we have jeff markiafava the fireball himself hello janet garcia <laughs> Yes. Welcome. Hello. And Kyle Hilliard. What's up? Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, this is part two of a discussion. It's going to be really confusing if you just jumped into this moment. You'll not be able to comprehend with your mortal mind what we're doing here. But we're making a list of the two tens. We're trying to determine and finalize our list of the greatest games of 2021. Some would say top 20. We say two tens and we will not change from that philosophy from here until the end of time uh the last episode was going through one million games that deserve some recognition that conceivably could be on this list and then we whittled it down to just this before we started though kyle hilliard um was shouting my god what have i done with my life i have so many regrets (laughs) what were you regretting kyle uh, well, one was I forgot to bring up a, a moment for Returnal, but maybe uh, maybe that'll fit in for um, when we talk about where it's placed on the top, the two tens. Oh, so your uh, regrets are really the, going back there. Okay. Yeah, but the other one is I, I, I feel like, I think we made a mistake by not having Chris Pratt as Mario as the dumbest thing. I think that was a mistake. <laughs> Kyle, I 100% agree. You're going so far back in time. I also wish you could relive that moment. Yeah. I agree. I think I said I could not live with it not being on the list, and it wasn't. So, look, I don't know how and long yeah, I have to you live. Are, Hanson, You're right. So. You're right. Everybody makes mistakes. You're alive. Yes. I did want to bring up something a little more relevant. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I don't know that it necessarily changes anything. But after having thought about it for a week, yeah. Um, and the comments, some people called it out in the comments, and we didn't Uh-oh. say anything last episode, and I feel bad about it. It's about Bravely Default 2, and it felt like one of the reasons we kicked it off the list was because uh, Janet hadn't finished playing it. And right. Someone pointed out in the, in the comments that that feels like a very weak argument, and I agree. I have argued against that in previous 
years yeah. that we shouldn't be going by, hey, did this person finish it? It's really about the experience that they had playing it and their enthusiasm thus far. And so I don't know if that changes anything, but I don't, if, if Bravely Default 2 doesn't make the list, I don't want that to be the reason why. Yeah. I think that's a weak argument. I, I hear you. I think with a, you know, story-based JRPG, it's more important than something that's a little bit more systemic. At the same time, I think it falls into that camp of it's a game that one person enjoyed. Janet, if it was like still your number one game of the year, number th- in the top three games of the year, you know, I think it stands a chance of... You conveniently picked a number that you knew it already wasn't because you already know it's like my I five know. or six. I, I mean... I'll, Even four I and a half. I will cop to the L of not having, like, I wish I could, I would fight for it more, but because I don't have more to say yeah. from more time. Like, I think even if I had, like, even without finishing, I think just a little bit more time would, would have helped. But I also feel like I have seen enough of it, and I know two, both two people in my house have beaten it. And I also trust, like, their opinions on it as well. And I also know a lot of other people that, like, like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean... I, I still stand by it being definitely one of the better games on our current two tens list, but I don't know if we're going back into the eons of time or if the list is golden has been made into gold. It's not impossible, but I'd prefer yeah. not to. I th- honestly, my worry is that this will be too easy if we're just reordering them all. <laughs> is that a joke? I feel like it's going to be a breeze. <laughs> And maybe people are looking at the length of this episode and laughing at me for that, but we'll see. But <laughs> I think you're. I do want to say I would suggest swapping out Psychonauts two for Bravely Default two, or we could swap Bravely out the Forgotten City. I saw there's a lock right already, next to the Forgotten City. Unfortunately, in 20th <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. it seems like a cement cement block over Forgotten City. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I, I prefer not to go back and unearth all this stuff. I think the argument for uh, Psychonauts over Bravely Default on this list is just that multiple people liked Psychonauts. Did they? I didn't did like they? it. Kyle and I liked I Psychonauts. Liked yeah, I did. Okay. I did. All right, it definitely like Psychonauts. What's that, Janet? Where's it on your top tens? It was good. Uh, I think it's a very good game. Okay. Uh, top tens. It's not finalized. It's somewhere in like the six or seven territory for me. I feel like a lot of the, the per, personally, the vibe I got from a lot of the Psychonauts 2 conversation was applauding the effort and ambition, but not right. the execution, which I do mm, think yeah. effort and yeah. ambition is worth highlighting. Um, you know, it's why Ratchet and Clank isn't on here, right? Because we kind of, uh, the, the, those of us who did play it and liked it and did acknowledge that it is a good, if not great, if not amazing game, but it just kind of felt so run of the mill for what that franchise was doing, um, which you, you could argue is unfair to the game in some senses, but yeah. I'm not going to argue that. Like, that's how I feel about Ratchet and Clank, where, you know, I like to look back at this year of like what when I think of lists for years, um, sort of what's the pinnacle of it, which, you know, again, I think there could be an argument made for it. But I think at the end of the day, execution does matter a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and on that note, I would even rather like I, I would be OK with in a world where Ratchet and Clank was swapped out for Psychonauts too, like even because I just don't think. I think it's like, oh, it's cool that it's there because it took so long and it's the mind of Tim Schafer. And like, it's yeah. no shade to like, that scene. I, would, I, would creator, like, I, think, I think Psychonauts is better than Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Ooh, I don't. Pretty significant. I think it's certainly yeah. more interesting than Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But that's not what, yeah, that's not really what we're arguing. You can feel about. anything yeah. from Bravely Default 
too. And I don't, again, I know a lot of people feel passionate about Psychonauts too. And I didn't get very far in it, but also yeah. I didn't get very far in it because I didn't think it was good. Right. Um, I think that, oh, sorry, good. You're not alone in the Psycho, like Psychonauts 2 definitely has like, it had a big moment for a lot of people this year. Yeah. So maybe there's like, a vibe that I'm not, I don't know, like, there's some y'all y'all are not alone in the second that's to uh praise and honestly that's why i was expecting to go into this fight ready to deflate psychonauts 2's balloon a little bit but i think that is based on like a lot of the hype out there and a lot of people saying it was game of the year when it came out it's like oh it masterfully tackles mental health issues it's like it touches on a couple things but it's not some master class in psychology that some people are seeing it as um but i don't want to deflate it too much i think i just was i don't know retaliating against the people that were like rah rah greatest game of the year it's like it's a very good game it's not game of the year. but that's uh, you know diving pretty it far in the weeds. today though we don't know <laughs> that's true that's true uh i i thought you were gonna say kyle when you were having your biggest regrets um that shovel knight pocket dungeon came out Oh. Uh, since we started the game uh, of the no. year stuff okay i've played it for about 30 minutes i i don't i like it so far but yeah. i'm not i'm definitely not like I, I it's not one where i'm like oh i bet if i play this more i'll regret that it's not on this list i don't i i think i'm gonna have a good time with it i don't think it's that kind of game right right uh yeah i played a fair amount of it and played competitive puzzle games which are my jam and it's like yeah it seems fun um another one that i realized we didn't put on the big list just uh split gate deserves a spot on here right Oh, like not Halo, right? Halo Portal? That's yeah, what Halo that was Portal. the... Halo. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's marketing. That's like, um, I didn't play it. I don't know. What, what did y'all think of it? Leo probably played the most. Yeah, it's really fun at first when you're playing against bots and they completely right. obscure it and right. don't tell you. And then you get in the real game and you're like, oh yeah, this is just fine. It's interesting to do kills through portals once in a while, but... There's no reason to play it now that Halo's out, I don't think. Okay. Well, there we I think the fact everybody. that you all forgot it for a four-hour conversation <laughs> tells us where it lasts on this list. Okay. I did think of it, but yeah, didn't yeah. think it, I wanted to bring it up. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I was, I was trying to speak for you, <laughs> which I will never do again, Leo, I promise. Um, so at this point, let's try and stick with this, but naturally, if something... You know, it's still an open door here. Well, it's kind of like a, a closed <laughs> screen door. If we suddenly door. remember we hate one of these games. Right, right. It's a closed screen door before it, between the end of the top two tens and then also everything else on this list. Can we just sure. have Bravely Default 2 as the only one in the bubble currently? Oh, in the actual bubble? That is some dangerous Can you put territory. it at 21? Yep, there we can go. put it as 21. It is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> the forbidden fruit. That is so diabolical right there. Okay. Tantalizing. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see, Jeff Marchiafava, the one and only. Thanks for being here, dude. If you're looking at this list and you want to move something, what is your first instinct for something to move? <coughs> Just, I guess, for people listening, we should probably do this. Uh, going from top down for the two tens: Hitman Three, Returnal, Deathloop, Resident Evil Village, Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye. Before Your Eyes, It Takes Two Eyes, Life is Strange True Colors, Metroid Dread, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Unpacking, Guardians of the Galaxy, sorry, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Riders Republic, Resident Evil 4 VR, Halo Infinite, Solar Ash, Psychonauts 2, and Valheim. Um, well, if I'm going first impression... Wait, did you say The Forgotten City? Did you not say that? Oh, did I? 
Forgotten City locked. Forgotten City is locked in at 20. It's not even worth mentioning. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Honestly, we could just delete it off the list because, yeah, it's not even relevant anymore. <laughs> By the way, yeah. as a joke, I tried to add an unlocked lock emoji next to Bravely Default 2, but you can't even tell the difference between the two emojis, so it's a total waste of a joke. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that is reminding Jeffum of the one game that he thinks should be moved. I don't think Hitman 3 should be number one. That's true. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that is true. That's all I'm going to say. Leo, I think it was a bold bid to put it up there. Because who is Sarah, Janet, Leo played Hitman 3? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I played I, some. I played some. I played a I little bit. the first level. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this the only game that we all technically played on this list? I think we should we take it. Not. Oh, well, yeah, we all played Resident Evil, more. I think. Yeah, we played yeah. a lot of these yeah, all together. Right. I think you're right. That, I will say it's... Eternal, mm-hmm. like, Thinking about this last night and this morning, yeah. like I genuinely have no clue what's going to be number one. Which I is know, like interesting. me neither. I keep I bouncing really back. I have no idea. I feel like it's going to be Returnal I because have, of you, Kyle. Paul's coming from inside the house. Because of me. Oh, yeah. interesting. I'd love that. Hey, I'd be okay with that. You know what? Let's go ahead and move it up. You know, just to have uh, it there. I'd be okay nah. with that. <laughs> Let's not get crazy here. Uh, well, I love. Let's just move. I love Eternal, but I, I would spot. honestly, just to like, uh, like, pull the rug out from under myself. I would kind of feel bad if Eternal was number one, being that I'm the only one that like Kyle, played it and finished have it. confidence. Like, that seems you need like, like, like a gamer here. On, I mean, what is? What are we gonna yes. do? Yeah, you should have, have Podzorski level confidence in your choice. You just really lean into it. You can't deflate it so soon. I uh, guess that's true. Uh, I'm bad at this. <laughs> Leo, since since you're, you know, maybe the biggest Hitman fan here or on planet Earth, just for ballparking, where do you think is a good zone for Hitman 3 on this list? On this list, if it was at number 7, I'd be happy. Okay, 17? 7. 7. <laughs> I'm sorry, Discord's cutting out. It keeps adding a teen, which I think is weird. Okay, um... Hitman 3, you know, looking at the list, it's like, not that it needs to be all original. Certainly, we've been really um, slavish to the past, uh, in the past with these lists and stuff like that. But looking at this list, there's so many original games, unique games on here. Hang on. Now I'm second guessing it, looking at it again. You can say it. You can say it. No, I'm just, I'm looking at Hitman 3, and a lot of it's coming from just me living off of Leo's highs um, for my entire life. But it's like, is it just a little bit that Hitman 2 was such an explosion of bliss and Hitman 3 is kind of riding that residual fume of still pretty fun. Uh, if we want to treat sequels that way, it's it's had certainly enough new features to warrant its existence. And it being the finale of the trilogy, like it did, it was the first one where the story was actually compelling and pulling me through. Mm. That was like new for the trilogy for me, honestly. That's interesting. It felt like the t- first two games were entirely just teasing something happening, and then Hitman Three was it actually happening? So I like, I like that new way. mechanic, good story, like on the back <laughs> of the <laughs> box, like, right? And like playable story moments, you know, like in Chong King, deleting the database or whatever. There was nothing like that in the previous games. I remember trilogy. pre-release. Like one of the new mechanics they're hyping up is like, hey, you can unlock shortcuts. Look at it, Stark Souls, everybody. You can drop a ladder. Like, what are the other big features this time around for Hitman 3 that you think kind of elevated it? Oh, wow. Uh, bluff called. <laughs> 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 the the hey, shortcut nano was. So many thoughts running through my head right now. I mean, so it's overwhelming. Where do you start? Yeah. I mean, the shortcuts, you know, you kind of snipe that one. The banana came in Hitman 2 DLC. I don't want to take credit for that where it's not due, you know. 
Oh, I'm I'm typing out the teen as we speak. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably things that I don't remember because I truly just haven't thought about that game I mean, in a long there's time. A lot of, I don't think, you know, to kind of back Leo on here, even though yeah. for, for me, I probably would put Hitman 3 at 10. Like, that's just where it lands on my personal list. So that's why I have it. Um, but I don't think a game, a sequel necessarily needs to do something new to be good, yeah. um, which I know can be confusing to people where it's like, I thought Ratchet and Clank was back. It, it's all <laughs> it's all contextual. So it, all, yeah. it, it depends. Not every game's treated the same. Like I could say the same thing about Resident Evil Village. What's new there? There's not anything inherently wow. new. It's about some of the parts and the feeling that it evokes and the, the everything that's kind of happening at once. I think the times that newness is really necessitated is in heavily released games like sports simulators um some degrees of racing sims things like that where we don't we've been getting this game for a while and we want to know people have gotten to that point that breaking point of they need it to be different or they need to innovate in some way and there's there's a lot of ways to innovate and i think story isn't one to be glossed over even though granted i didn't really care about hitman's three story but i didn't play the other two um for me jumping into hitman three it was fun in the in the freedom and the ai which was usually smart sometimes a little bit dumb but i was just so impressed by how that game was i think in an era too where stealth mechanics has become very popularized but is very rarely done well like hitman does it beautifully it's fun it's charming um it's gorgeous to look at uh you can beat someone unconscious with a muffin like this is one of the best games of the year and i think it's well in the the middle of the pack Um, at first guess totally it feels like a middle hansen's point though it's like it that stuff is was already novel previously right yeah outside of the story stuff and you know stuff she mentioned yeah. there sarah what's your experience i, with, I think that oh. is a dangerous path to get down when talking yeah. about video games though that are so sure. iterative sure. yeah that's fair um sarah what's your take on hitman 3 what was your experience with it overall i had a lot of fun it was my first oh. hitman game nice uh, I did. I forgot that there was a story involved with it. Uh, I just liked uh, killing people. Yep. It lent, it like lended itself for a lot of funny situations, but I definitely would put it around like the thirteen or fourteen area on the list. It is on my honorable mention list, though. Yeah, well, that I did have a lot of fun with it. What? Let's split the difference and just put it as that ten spot, like Janet recommended. Just just for where we're at right now, Kyle bottom half the the lower two tens the cesspool Mm -hmm. um what looks off to you (laughs) what looks off to me yeah what would you slide uh i think i think unpack i think valheim's too low i think unpacking's too high i completely agree with that uh let's let's just go ahead and if if i may flip them i think psychonauts is a good 19 is that nuts and let me just go ahead and flip these so we have valheim as 12 placeholder unpacking as 18 um yeah let's uh <laughs> let's unpack unpacking uh jeff did you finish unpacking no i think i'm close yeah it's really not it's, too long it's at the all. one that i keep it's the one that i keep uh going back to yeah um unpacking. As, as just like short moments where I can I have time to play a game and it's one that I want to keep it's kept me coming back to it as well. Yes. I have plenty of games on the Switch that I could be playing. Um but I don't know. There's something just that's just super charming about it. It's the simple idea of, you know, we talked about it before, but it's the idea of you are 
journeying through a character's life just by unpacking their belongings in a series of houses and picking up clues from the surroundings and the items that you're unpacking about what is happening in that character's life, which is a very good premise. And it's, it's excellent. It's weird. You know, I feel like we say this every year, but it's weird to still be experiencing new emotions and intriguing ideas and video games this deep into the industry. But like having a moment of like trying to unpack my GameCube and there's no space for it because my boyfriend's stupid 360 and all of the controllers all over the living room. Like this is something I never thought I'd experience in a video game. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Like uh, Sarah and Janet, you both enjoyed unpacking, right? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I finished it. But okay. Go ahead, Sarah. Yeah, I finished it and I like shed a little tear at the end because it's just so weird. Like the emotion that you can show just through items, like watching, totally. you know, the same exact books as you've been unpacking every single time, same books, the same stuffed animal you've had since you were a child. You're constantly unpacking that. Um, watching someone go through, I think at some point you unpack like a cane. So you yeah. assume that she's been in an accident. Yeah. And, like, they don't tell you, like, oh, she's been in a horrible accident, but, like, her, like, her living situation gets not as great as it was. Mm-hmm. And then you're, like, just trying to make, like, she's sitting on beanbags on the floor. And then going from that, which was, I think, like, probably the character's lowest point, to, like, at the end, she has a house with multiple rooms uh-huh. and, like, a wonderful partner. I just, like, shed a little, I shed a little tear. I was like, she did it. Our girl did it. I think I was expecting a little bit more of like an epiphany or some big conclusion. Not that it needed it. I really enjoyed the journey it was telling and the relatively simple story of like, no, this is just a person's life. And it's still mm-hmm. such a novel way to experience a story. Sorry, Kyle's looking. <laughs> no, I, I'm laughing because in my head I was like, what would the con- what is your big conclusion for that? And I, in my head, I'm like, are you packing a, a coffin or something? For, like, something like that. Absolutely. The spoiler walls up. Can we put the spoiler walls up? On Spoilers for unpacking. Hear ye, hear ye. Check the time. Spoiling below. the middle and the end wasn't. A <laughs> You're right. I don't know I'm what else is there. Retroactively put it everywhere good. else. But okay. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yes. For me, it was when she starts dating her partner and her partner is represented as like a tiger doll mm. and you are a pig um, and your pig is all like messed up because you've had it since you were a kid. And then you move into the house and you get a nursery room yeah. and the baby has both a tiger and a pig that you can like put in their crib. Right. That I just like, I just lost it. I was just like, oh my God, like that's so beautiful. Anyways. It, totally. No, it's, it's amazing. very sweet. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Just the little things that can come through, like the first partner's a apartment that you move into you can just tell like i think this dude sucks mm-hmm. like everything's just too like, glossy no room for your stuff yep it's very fancy yeah, and exactly. slick like this mm-hmm. is this is no good and then you move back in with your parents um and then what i thought it was going for and i was so worried about it is yeah you start building out the crib and the nursery area and it's like if this child dies and i have to like <laughs> move in and there's just not a crib anymore or you have to like pack back up the baby stuff i was waiting for like one of those crazy story bombs to go off and the fact that it didn't maybe it would be nice and i was building a better story in my head of like oh you know be a brilliant end for this game is that stuffed animal you're carrying throughout the entire game what if at the end you have to put that life it came to life yeah now what if at the end you like put it in your baby's crib and then that was like how you triggered. Well, you got the your baby their own version. I know, I know. Which again, I can't create a better version in my head and be mad like that the game isn't that. <laughs> I guess you want you're the child right. to have a classic toy, yes. an old school toy. Yes. Uh, spoiler warning off. We good for spoilers? 
Okay, spoilers off for unpacking. Um, yeah, it's uh, as I was playing it, I was thinking about why am I enjoying this so much? Why is this so compelling to me? I don't understand. It's just packing and unpacking. But I was like, you know what's compelling about this is it's just so rare to have a video game story that makes you reflect on your life that much. Like in the history of video game narratives, this is in the 99 point, or I guess the 0.1 percentile of actually sincerely making you reflect on your own life and where you've been compared to what? Resident Evil Village? How much are you thinking about your own life in that? Not that that's the goal of all art, but it's just like... Well, you're not a dad yet. That (laughs) That changes the whole experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love those games where they're like, now that I understand, or like, oh, I had a daughter, and now I respect women. It's like, (laughs) all right, man. They kept this in the drafts. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't go advertising this angle. Yeah. And there's also the the time difference plays into that where it's like the first place you're unpacking a huge CRT monitor, which is basically its own entire box. And then you switch yes. to a laptop and you have flat screens and you're going through the different console generations and stuff. And yeah. If you live yeah, through I, those times and pack during those times, it's, those it's also got a nice like nostalgia angle to it. Uh, again, I, I haven't finished it yet. Cause I've just been like, I'll, when I sit down next will be when I finish it. I just have not gotten around to it, but I played it like the first like two hours or something. Um, And I think it's also just very satisfying because for me, like in real life, unpacking and setting up your like I've moved a lot in my life. Like like I'm going to guess like I've had to pack and unpack probably a dozen times, maybe less, maybe a little bit south. And I'm only like 27. So I've done a lot of that's not even probably counting the back and forth from the dorms and stuff like that. So I've had to move a lot. Um, I'm sure I'll move again sometime soon. And I've never had movers either. One day we're going to shell out the money for it. But believe in you. that being said, I, I really love setting up my space, though. And there's something very exciting to me about getting a new apartment and having it in a new context. And I think what's great about unpacking, if we're thinking about escapism, like it's that perfect blend of escapism and pulling on reality because the fun is setting up your stuff what sucks is like lugging the boxes up and having stuff be like Mm -hmm. where does this go and having to trek back and forth and we all try to pack it correctly but at one point and they do a little bit of this in unpacking too which i think is fun at one point it's like why is the well actually i use the bath towels to wrap the silverware so it wouldn't scratch the i had to stuff some wii games into yeah why is this this here right marked cabinet or something so (laughs) i think it did such a good job at that um, and it just pulls on a lot of things. It's very satisfying too, just mm-hmm. to place all this stuff. I think the sound design is really smart in that game. Finishing, like yeah, finishing a box too. Of sounds. Yeah, totally. And like whenever you finish a box, it's just, it does like that folding animation. It's like, yes, complete victory. Uh, so are we saying it should be higher? I, at the same time, that's what I'm saying. You're higher. talking it yeah. higher. I, yeah. If I may deflate it a little bit, I think there's nope. always something on the two tens that's like it's the cool little thing, and I think unpacking is the cool little thing on this okay, list. Okay, then write the cool little thing next to it, mm. and we'll discuss where everything else goes. Okay, but at the same time, um, the cool little thing. I do think there is there's some frustrations that like the game about oh just unpack your stuff and kind of absorb the story totally get it like it is frustrating then when all right i think i did it and uh, uh, and there's just red errors all over the place about like oh okay this object that i don't know what it is it's supposed to go in some other room what is this thing and just being told no in that type of game is really frustrating and at the end of how every many house times were you told well, don't where put your you silverware to, yeah. on the floor it's, what were you doing? it's just like i'm trying to think of a good example of what was it it would always go in the kitchen oh it's like the um it's like a, some sort of like electronic note taker or something and i'm like i don't know the the bedroom and it's like no no it's an error unless it's in the kitchen i'm like 
I don't understand. I don't think you understood what that was. That's the problem. I don't remember an electronic note taker. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's yeah. like a tablet the, thing. The closest thing to a problem I had, and again, I haven't finished it, but... Um, like I think at one point there was like a towel, like a little towel. Yes. And it's like this is a tea towel or a bath towel. So I'll give you that. And but like yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like it's one funny, one funny thing from unpacking though on just social media that I saw. I think um, someone did a write up on this, but a lot of players were getting stuck in the level with game systems because they didn't know what a GameCube was. Yeah, Anna wrote that um, up. Yeah. Like, what is this weird toaster? <laughs> um, and it's like, oh man, this is. This is different. Um, But yeah, I thought that was funny. I I do like it where it is, honestly. Like I like it where it is too. It's on our two tens. It's gonna do. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, Sarah, in that bottom chunk, what would you slide around? Keep in mind, Forgotten City, boy. I think I think Chigree should be higher. I agree. Um. Okay. Can I can I ask you a potentially dangerous question? Yeah. Uh, So I know I'm not factoring queue times at all like that's that's yeah. that's just an unfortunate side effect of mm-hmm. the nature of the game that's not like a, a, a representative of its quality at all but is endwalker like unique for final fantasy 14 is it like is it really this like new awesome thing or is it an, just an extension of a good game I mean, like what what, what makes it stand out is the conclusion of the story that they started in a realm reborn so that's what okay. it launched with when the when they crashed the game they made a new one. It's a Realm Reborn, Heavensward, Stormblood, Shadowbringer, uh, and now we're on Endwalker. So kind of so everything. It was, it was that's, like building to this. Yeah, everything that we've encountered, like all of the new characters and Stormblood, Heavensward, Shadowbringers is kind of a different story, but it's kind of coming to a standing ovation conclusion in Endwalker, I would say, and it turns out to be one of the best Final Fantasy stories. That I think they've ever had, personally. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's just why I think Endwalker is so important. My my question for Endwalker on this list is, how much of it on this list in your mind is a celebration of Final Fantasy fourteen because it's awesome and they've been updating it, mm-hmm. and it and you've had such a great time throughout its history, versus mm-hmm. like the specific Endwalker stuff and like the comparison I was thinking about last night again tossing and turning and but. <laughs> Poggers. Oh, yes. Come on in, Poggers. Poggers wants you to... <laughs> I'm because sorry, I think you're going to start arguing down games as a service <laughs> versus, like, individual games. So yeah. you're going to talk about how Hitman 3 is iterated on the Hitman thing, but you're going to look at me and say Endwalker isn't, like... No, no, no. Here's, here's my analogy. Deja vu. My, yeah. <laughs> the analogy I was thinking of was Bowser's Fury. About like if we're just talking about Bowser's Fury, we're not talking about Super Mario 3D World. Is that the equivalent of celebrating all of Final Fantasy 14 on this list, but not just Endwalker? So I'm just trying to zoom in on specifically the Endwalkerness of it all. Yeah, like we're just, zoomed in. Just the Endwalker. <laughs> Endwalker. Endwalker has the highest user score on Metacritic in 2021. It's a 9.5. Because only people reviewing it are people that have put 4,000 hours into Final Fantasy 14. At the uh, end. Yeah, so the, the thing was so us. popular, they had to stop selling it. I get it. You literally cannot buy Final Fantasy 14 anymore because Endwalker. Walker was so popular. No one's doubting that. About- I, I just, I don't under, like, he, he, you're looking at, you're not see, looking at I, I didn't, I, I didn't care. No, it's fine. We can have this discussion. I, just, like, I got it's notes. Such a blind spot yes, for me. I love yeah, it. I love yeah, it. I got notes. Uh, it won two awards at the Game Awards. Sarah, best stop, ongoing stop, game. Yoshi P wrote it. You can look at Yoshi P and you're going to tell him, you're going to tell Yoshi P he's wrong. I've met Yoshi P and I told him he was wrong to his face. You're going to tell him, you're going to say, I don't think N Walker deserves to be on this list. Sarah. doesn't happen, Hanson, that you just meet people and you're like, you're wrong. And I'm like, is this the right person? Here's the thing, Sarah. Here's the thing, Sarah. Yeah. All that. 
is well and good. We want we want you, Sarah. We want your experience with Endwalker. That's what's going to move this around this it's list. It's great. Ben, I have so much passion for Endwalker. Look okay. me in my eyes. I can. I'm and, scared. And like, look at the passion that I have well, put into Endwalker. I mean, okay, sincerely, like, yes! uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, sincerely, I was leading to somewhere. I wasn't just asking you for okay. being sincere with that maniac look in your eyes, but sincerely, like, not that this is uh, the deciding factor, but like on your personal list, I'm still trying to get a sense of, yes, it, and Walker, it is in my top 10. Okay. It's number three on my top 10 okay. games. Okay, all right, that's that's what I was curious. I just I don't know like, what you want. I have got facts, <laughs> I have got notes. <laughs> I just didn't I know. cried about an elephant. I was just wondering if it was number one by a mile or like, I was just trying to get that sense. I swear, I swear. Yes, yes. It's number yeah, three no, by a mile. It's, it's a huge, it's a massive blind spot for me. I like, yeah. I haven't even looked at that game and i probably never will but uh I, that's why i just wanted to get yeah. your feedback on it yeah, yeah. yeah i mean i have 600 hours in final right. fantasy 14 and if you don't have 600 hours it's it's okay to not you know feel bad about not playing it but well, i be... do feel like we shouldn't ignore it no of course not not it's you. on the two tens it's you. not yeah, moving, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's not guys, moving. Uh, do you guys want to pause the podcast oh, and we can just go move. play it for a bit and then come back yeah okay great i can I could take you to dungeons. We can do some raids. Anything I want to do less than have to be made to do. You're going to have to pay me a lot. You know, it's funny because when you work in this industry, you can't really make the joke of, you couldn't pay me to play. You could. You could. I don't know if we have that in our budget, but you could. I think, think, yeah, like Final Fantasy XIV, it's the same deal for me where I'm like, I don't know this. I barely know what it is. I've, I don't think I've ever played a game even in the genre of Final mm-hmm. Fantasy fourteen, and I don't know if I ever will. But I do know <laughs> I hear like you know people I know and respect constantly yelling about it on Twitter. Right. But I don't really know why. I just know that it's like it's a lifestyle. Yeah. But like what does that mean? You know. And I guess like I'd love to hear from you, Sarah, on like what what that game means to you, yeah. and then just a little bit of yeah, like yes. what what. What put, was put the, the spoiler wall up? Put the spoiler wall up. Spoilers for Endwalker. Yeah. Spoilers for Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. Hear ye, hear ye. You've had your warning. Okay, mm-hmm. go for it. Okay, so the experience you get in an MMORPG that you won't get in any other games, okay, is the whole like dungeon experience, the trial experience. You're all going through this RPG together. I went into a trial, which is basically a huge boss fight. Seven strangers. I don't know these people. They don't know me. We go into this huge trial. We're going to fight God. We're fighting Zodiac, who is literally God. Um, Sounds like a Final Fantasy game. So yeah, it is a Final Fantasy game at the base. So take your base Final Fantasy with God, expectations. Right? Yeah, at least you're not debating God. <laughs> is he not an alien, though? <laughs> right, no God, is actually, God is actually a primal created by the ancient race of Asians to stop the world from ending, but it's actually still ending because we killed God, which was kind of like an oops. It's cool. um, that's a my bad. Um, but we go in to kill God, and it was just, we were, like, wiping. We wiped at least twice, because there's some weird mechanic where, like, the bunch of AoEs appear on the ground, you, your character lifts up, and the stage twists 90 degrees, and they put you back down, and if you land in an AoE, it's like, good night. Um, and then there's also, you have to read the stars in the sky, and wherever the stars are is hmm. where the AoE's gonna fall on the stage. That's cool. And all of us were struggling. So hard on our, and every time we wiped, you have to go back to the beginning, back to the beginning. Everybody has to start over again. And on the third time, we looked at each other and we're like, does anybody know what the hell we're supposed to do here? And this white mage called Happy Sneak goes, I know what we're supposed to do. Just stand, just 
Just everyone just stand on me. So the entire boss fight, we're running around. She put a marker on her. And we're running around after Happy Sneak. Because I'm like, I'm like, she's falling from the sky. Like, I'm just trying to kill God. I'm dancing as hard as I can. Like, I'm pressing buttons. And I'm just following Happy Sneak. And we get, we get so close. We get so close to the end. Um, half of our party wipes. And we're like, just hold on. Like, you just have to hold on and keep killing it. And I think we can pull through this. And then we did it. And everyone was so happy. We were like, oh my God, you guys. I can't believe we got through this. I was like, happy sneak. I owe you my life. Like, I owe you my children. And like, that's the experience you get in an MMO that you will not get in any other game. Cool. Why is Endwalker specifically? Because the the bosses and the dungeons, they've taken a lot from it. The dungeons are a lot better. The bosses are a lot better. The story is really good. I mean, it's like, consider it as a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, yeah. And, like and if, you're, like, if you okay, get confused because of the MMO elements, that's fine. But it's an RPG first and an MMO second. Right, right. That's yeah. interesting. Have you gone yeah, to the... Yeah, how I would argue it. Have you gone to the moon yet? Yeah, I got to the moon. There's a bunch of rabbits preparing for the apocalypse there. Are they like the Viera? What are they called from... They're, no, I'm, I'm a Viera. Um, oh, okay. But they're called the Laparits. And they're these really cute bunny people. And they were created by the other god to build a spaceship to help us escape Earth in the final days. But instead, I think we're going to use it to try and prevent the final days. But also, I think uh, we're heading towards and accepting the inevitable and that all things must die. Like MMOs. Even those we love. And servers. Mm-hmm. Uh, feeling good? And 14 spoilers? Yeah. Okay. Barriers down, everybody. Um, here's, here's the conundrum I'm looking at, Sarah. Is you yeah. said, and again, this isn't, uh, this is all work in progress still, but the, the top 10 list, you had two games above it. What did you have above Endwalker for your personal? I had Echoes of the Eye and Chicory. Okay. Okay. Um, solid. I mean, that's a, oof, seems like a good move to move Chicory up above 14. Mm-hmm. Can we yeah. swap Chicory I... and Outer Wilds? Is that a dangerous oh, suggestion? And, and 14, you mean? I was still uh, like Outer no, Wilds. It's so tough with Outer Wilds because, like, I played and beat Outer Wilds, and yeah. I thought it was okay. I it did not grab me, but and, and like, and that colors my sort of even interest in playing Echoes of the Eye. Is that I just thought it was cool, it's interesting, but like, I it's a game that I couldn't complete without uh, looking at a walkthrough, and I don't enjoy that kind of experience. Um, but what, that's well, we're not talking about the original Outer Wilds, um, mm-hmm. right? But that's why that's why I'm just kind of like. Uh, a little shoulder shruggy about Outer Wilds, but like I, I haven't played it, so right. I haven't played Echoes of the Eye specifically. Yeah, there's a lot. You're gonna make me defend Echoes of the Eye back to back. No, with no we, won't, we won't make you do that back to back. Let's let's focus on Chicory. No. We I wouldn't focus too much on Chicory here for this for this list overall. Um, who all played Chicory here? Okay, Janet, Sarah, You're raising my hand. Jeff and played a little. Kyle played a little. Yeah. Like okay. An hour. Yeah. Um, really, really lovely game. Um, Kyle, how, you're like an hour and you said, mm-hmm. okay. Have you gotten to the point? Like it, it starts to become more and more of a Zelda game. It starts to move further away from just so that like, Oh, it's the cute little indie game where you go around and color stuff and it's cool. You can change your wardrobe and your hat and you can paint the world as you run through it and it becomes a little bit more systems focused, adventure focused. And I think it's really solid, uh, as mm-hmm. one of those for you 2d Zelda fans, that's what I wanted to hear a little more about because yeah. I was still 
for the part that I played, I was like, okay, you can paint these bushes and they'll grow bigger and you can use that as a path. And it, it wasn't grabbing me from a, you know, mechanics puzzle exploration level. But I assume that all continues to get more complicated and interesting. Yeah, you get abilities. Yeah. To, yeah, explore new areas, move up waterfalls, all that stuff. Light up caves you couldn't get into before. Unlock new areas. Go find secrets. Or all that stuff around the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a light light mechanic spoiler, I suppose. Um, I Jan- mean, some of those were really surprised. Like you know, and I think that was, that was some of the fun of the game. Not, I mean, with any Metroidvania, because it's a little bit Metroidvania in the way that you get abilities and the abilities unlock new areas. Like it has that part. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't call it a Metroidvania game, but right. it has that element, which is a Metroidvania element. And then some of those, like like any game of that genre, it's like okay, it's kind of obvious that like when I went to the caves and I couldn't see anything, I'm like, I'm probably gonna get something where I can see in the dark because they built a cave. You know, but other things like even, you know, you already mentioned it, so I'll just say it, but like the going up the being able to swim up up water and stuff like that. Um, I if it's, if it's painted specifically, like I wasn't expecting that. And like those kind of things really opened up a whole bunch of areas of the game. Um, but yeah, the, the puzzles do get more complex. And for me, the number one thing that I mean, I think the gameplay itself is absolutely superb. My only qualm with that game is that the boss battles are not very interesting or yeah. fun to play. But there's also not that many of them, and you can skip them if you wanted to, so it's, like, not that big of a deal. But outside of the the puzzles, which I think are challenging, but they also give you a way to, like, get help by calling home, like, the the real thing that, to me, makes this shine, like, I think it'd be on here even with just with the gameplay. I think it's really unique and fun and creative and interesting and really yeah. pulls you into the world. But it's really the the dialogue and the plot, like... And it's so heartfelt and funny and thought-provoking, and every NPC is both worth talking to and worth doing the quest lines for in a way that I think is such a rarity in games in general. Like, I platinumed this very happily, and it was awesome. And I feel like I got so much more out of it. There's also, like, all these wild systems that are happening. Again, light mechanical spoilers. But at one point, you can, like, put furniture and stuff in your home, and it's not me saying, oh, I like it because it's like Animal Crossing. But I was just so surprised, but I'm like, and now it's like, it's this, like, there are so many core amazing games it pulls mechanics from and it does it in a way that's both brilliant and refreshing at once where i i look at this and i don't think oh like this is like splatoon even though it is like splatoon like i look like the closest comparison is maybe link's awakening but there's so many smart design things that have been solidified and it's it's pulled so much of that dna and managed to make something that i've never seen before and probably will never see again like i don't think games are going to be having you color to move through the world in that way but it does it in such a smart and fun and charming like some of its parts that yeah Yeah. this is like this was my game of the year for a very long time Mm -hmm. um and i think it's many people still many people's game of the year and it is like one of the best games that i've played in ages yeah on that paint front it is so satisfying to have that goopy paint sound as you're painting all around and then like nothing better than you can take that off if you think it sounds nasty too so there's so many smart interesting or turn it up if you if you think it sounds nasty but you can actually hold down the paintbrush too and then just like spreads across the world it is so satisfying just to color every surface and the cool thing is going to the world map and it still has a track of all of your paint around the entire world it's just so crazy Mm -hmm. to see that level of impact but yeah the big thing is the story and the writing I mean, just on like the small little thing where everyone's always so amazed by your art. Like, wow, this looks so fantastic. I'm going to hang this crudely drawn cat up in my house. This looks so good. Um, Everyone the is so isn't, supportive. Right? And they're like, your art sucks and you're right. a sham and you don't deserve to be here. And it's like, damn, man, I just came into this art class. What's going on? <laughs> and there's so many like fun, interesting moments like that. Like in this game, I have 
an insane amount of screenshots because I'll get into a dialogue, like a conversation with someone and they say something that's like really smart that I want to share or that's funny or interesting. And I'm like, wow, that's hard hitting screenshot. Next line, also hard hitting. Next totally. line, like I, literally I have entire conversations just in <laughs> on my PlayStation because it, all of it's so good. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane. Yeah, absolutely. And the larger, larger plot about it's, uh, the perils of being an artist, uh, you know, a lot of imposter syndrome stuff uh, thrown in there. And, you know, you could read it all. So just coming from a game developer about the stress of being a game developer and what it takes from you personally to pull it off. But then you can broaden it out just about art in general and to put yourself out there and to think that you're worthy of stepping up. Uh, but it goes in some really interesting, dark ways. I will throw out there a reminder for folks that if you've never played Wander Song, it's this creator's last game and it's excellent and deals with some of the same themes. So I feel like narratively that was kind of a stepping stone to where we're at with Chicory. Um, Sarah, you streamed the whole freaking thing. I did. And I really liked the overworld like light game where it's like, oh, it's just a game about like coloring my pretty pictures and like painting things for people and like making cute little gifts of this cat that I drew. And then the underside of it, which is the absolute toxic nature of anyone being considered like a chosen one. Right. And what that does to a person, like mentally having the weight of the world on you. And that sometimes, if I'm remembering correctly, like some like sometimes it's not something that you can help yourself out of. You know, sometimes it's just so overwhelming that like you need somebody else, which is what the dog does. That's pizza or whatever her name is. Right. But sometimes you just need someone to like help take the burden off of you of being like the chosen one, which is what Chicory is considered like the artist with the brush. Right. Right. So I just think this was the best look at a mental health, emotional game this year, like compared to all the other ones that took shots at like, how can we talk like human nature? This one did the best job, which is odd because it is just a tiny dog in a paintbrush. (laughs) Yep. I agree. Uh, You didn't play Resident Evil 4 VR. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. I mean, I, uh, look, stop me if I'm crazy. I'm moving chicory. You, hey, this is this is all placeholder. What if we just did this? What if we just put chicory? What if we just did this? I don't know. <laughs> Janet, can you fix this? I'm learning. <laughs> really did. I okay. Yeah, just it's all good. Don't worry about it. The numbering system is all broken for people. As long as we don't forget. Thank you. God, you're so smart. Um, and again, this is all. That's why I, I, I like chicory. Of course, I am. All that. It up there. Okay, for the audio listeners, um, the list right now is Chicory number one, Returnal number two, Death Loop, Resident Evil Village, Before Your Eyes, It Takes Two, Life is Strange True Colors, Metroid Dread, Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye, Hitman 3, Final Fantasy 14, Endwalker, Valheim, Gardens of the Galaxy, Red Republic, Resident Evil 4 VR, Halo Infinite, Solar Ash, Unpacking, Psychonauts 2, The Forgotten can I, City. Can I offer a quick, potentially, I mean, this is tough to say, like a non- uh, de- undebatable, inoffensive swap that's very focused on me. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to debate it. Resident Evil 4, uh, can we sp- swap Resident Evil 4 VR and Solar Ash? Oh, so you want to move Solar Ash up to number 15 and Resident Evil 4 yeah. down to number 17. That is very yes. inoffensive. I wish you didn't that do right. that. Since it only involves yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're my picks, and I'm the it's only one. It's you fighting with you. It's against yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> So you're saying that... And then uh, Riders Republic up to number, I don't know, four? I well, this is the question. Yeah, so you're let's saying... try that one at one and see how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> let's just try. Let's just test it out. Let's just see how yeah. everybody feels about it. Yeah, yeah. Leon, Leo Kyle, yeah, where where do you feel is a good spot for Riders Republic on this, on this big old list? <laughs> I'd like to see I've, it into the top... 10 somewhere 
I mean, obviously, I feel lucky it's here at all. That's Based right. on passion, I mean, I want it at, at number t- <laughs> 10. Or you know what? I mean, to say something that it could replace, yeah. I think It Takes Two easily belongs in the second 10. Disagree. What was your favorite I- joke from that game? Okay, joke. What was your favorite <laughs> joke from Writer's Republic, Hotshot? You have well, yeah, 30 minutes of story of total in Writer's Republic. <laughs> it takes two is assaulting you with story every second, and it all sucks. It does not. It's not every what second. What a brave thing to say. Go, yeah, Leo, it takes go! Two, <laughs> it, it takes, I mean, I, th- this is, uh, I'm here for the it takes two slander. I'm yeah. not here for the Writer's Republic phrase. The phrase to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only here to be me. <laughs> no, but it takes it takes two. Um, is it two? I think it, it's it's higher than I think I'd put it really? on my personal list currently. Yeah, sure. I think it's like, and in, you know, the platforming is really good, and that is hard to do, and it is like a multiplayer game, and like that's great. I, I also, but, real quick, I just want to say, best platformer of the year, I think, is it takes two, which is a high praise yeah. when it came out against Ratchet and yeah. uh, Psychonauts. Absolutely, really best platformer of the year. Absolutely, I would go I so mean, far. Honestly, Again, Psychonauts two. I don't think the jumping is good, so I don't I think. I think it's inherently not a good platformer. Sure. Ratchet and Clank. Um, it is still just so bright yet dry at the same time. That yeah, I mean, I also put it above Ratchet because it's a little bit more interesting. Um, but it's it's long as hell. I think it explores a lot of fun things mechanically. Like I love that it is a buffet of delights, but there's also a little bit too much there. And I think there are some parts where I'm like, this is better than something else. Um, I, I really like the genre integration. Like, again, it's a, it's a great game, but I think narratively it really fails. Like, I, I don't think it's t- saying anything significant. And I think what it does end up and it, how it ends, which we could do spoilers if I want to talk about the ending. I don't know if we want I don't know to if talk about like it. I'd like to put spoiler walls up because I'd like to hear it. All right. As someone who hasn't played it, Spoiler but would walls. Like to up. Pass judgment. You got it. Spoiler walls for it takes two. Everybody, it takes two. Spoilers commence right now. Yes. I think this is the first time I'm actually talking about the spoilers for it takes two because I haven't been able to talk about it because I don't want to ruin games for people. Um, so this is this is weird, but yeah. So the ending, it's like the the way the story goes. It's it's this divorced couple. They're splitting up and they turn to dolls and they have to work together even though they're breaking up. So it's like, eh. but their relationship is very like passively you know acted out like they're kind of like we're getting divorced because it's just not really working out like there's not really a lot of like like visible like anger or like betrayal like there's some implications that maybe something went down but it's not really explored then it gets towards the end and they end up going and you kind of wonder like the book of loves kind of trying to have them work together and in the back of my head i'm like is this going to be like them getting back together like is this the story they're going to tell and then they, they don't they take it in a really personal angle and say oh let's look at like what you what you used to love you used to garden let's you don't garden anymore you don't sing anymore and i think that was such a beautiful move but then they got to the actual ending and it was this very vague like we're cool but we're maybe still breaking up but we're not confirming that we're breaking up but we're not confirming that we're getting back together and i think it was a coward's ending i think it was like it didn't say anything about anything. What would you want? I feel like end. people would be pissed if you said, and that's why they should get back together, or that's why the entire journey of learning to recognize your partner's abilities was all for naught. Like, they're screwed any way they go, so leaving it in a vague that's, ending of like... That's the story you wanted to tell, and then you didn't have the guts to finish it. You just people put an ending been, on it that was vague. People would have been just furious. Not offend anybody. No, people would have been absolutely it's furious. Like, and just like ending with a note of like, let's just support our daughter, and that's the way it walks off. And look, I'm not going to defend the story of It Takes Two 
too. But at the same time, like people are pissed that they're telling a story about divorce where it's like, at least let the video game industry try to tell a story about divorce in some capacity. It's not like we've yeah, beat fine. that ground again and again and again. But then it's like, it's not dark enough of a divorce story. Like, I feel like the also, judgment's the coming all over the place. Kind of sociologically questionable. Like the Latin lover trope, not a fan having that book. That was a choice that the book I think was not an appropriate one. The Get book that should have focused as to the book. Just one. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. this uh, era, to have such a... And again, I don't even think that's what makes it not, you know, it, super high on my list. Because yeah. I can put aside the offensiveness to look at the game. Um, but like, yeah, that also... I think that fits into the narrative being ill-constructed in my opinion I hear game's you. amazing story sucks this is the thing the fact that we've spent so much time talking about the story is a tragedy a tragedy no doubt about it no it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely bringing the, way you the pronounce game travesty is a travesty thank you Kyle. no it's definitely bringing the game down in a in a significant way i don't want to gloss past the idea that yeah it is obnoxious uh that book super sucks and it is throughout the game at the start and end of the levels right but the gameplay is so unbelievably creative there's no other game that i played this year where every time i picked it up i said god this game feels so good and to have so much variety constantly leaping between different mechanics different systems different ideas different abilities for the two people oh you get this now i get this it has been an unbelievable journey throughout the entire thing. And like genuinely, I and mean, we streamed the whole thing, but I don't think there's been a game outside of like Mario galaxy where I've played it and just sat back and audibly said out loud so many times like, God, that is such a good idea. That is such a clever design thing. Look at this. I've I mean, never there's seen a anything level like this where you're like a clock is exploding. Yes. And you're like moving time backward and forward to jump on the cogs as they're flying through the air. Like, that's awesome. Yes. Like that's, that's, that's freaking And that's cool, one out know? of like 150 ideas in that game. They're like, this is a really cool idea. Um, and so I just, I understand the story is disappointing. Um, and it definitely, you know, zaps some of the fun out of this experience. But when the core experience of the gameplay is so good, I, I, it doesn't ding it that much for me. Like it's the best co-op game I've ever played. I think it's bloated. It's like 15 hours Somewhere around there, sure. For a platformer, maybe it's a little bit long, but I mean, it's not, even, it's not even for. It's not even because of genre. I don't think it had enough to. I don't think it warranted that time. It's not even that it couldn't be that long. I think for sure. what it was doing, I don't think it needed to be that long. Yeah, and I think it being that long. I think, I think it was long because that long because they had that many mechanical ideas and not because they had that much of a story to tell. I, like, I feel like mechanical ideas and just made it a little bit shorter. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. But as far as like the actual fun of playing the game, I have no argument with that, and I'm glad we're talking about that. But it's the matter of the characters talk constantly, and for so long it's just stuck in that in that part where you know you you work too much. Mm-hmm. She she worked too much, and I don't appreciate her for that. And I stay home and take care of kid, and she don't appreciate me for that. Let's yeah. sit in that zone for ten hours. And have every line be passive aggressive against each other. It was just silly playing that with my girlfriend where we're like coordinating on things and having a great time. And then occasionally the character would say something that would just like deflate how much fun we're having for no reason. I do feel like it is it is that occasionally that's the key. It's not like there's a constant negative banter going through. Most of it is like, hey, good job, Cody. You're really doing it, Cody. Like they're learning to work together again. I mean, if I got turned into a doll with someone that I was divorcing, I don't think I'd be pulling them down. I'd be like, we need to get out of this. Yeah, and that's largely what the story is. now the time to talk about how much I work too much? (laughs) I would throttle my partner. Yeah. I, um, and just to offer just a counter, like I, I was not as bummed out 
by the story overall. I thought it was okay. a nice thematic sort of adults learning to work together again. Sort yeah. Of trial that I, I thought concluded well, just to just to offer like a counter. Like yeah. I, I didn't think it sucked, but I think Janet makes a good argument for why she thinks it sucked. I, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you that it sucks. And I like the game, to be clear. Like it's, yeah. it was I don't think it's in my final top 10 personally, but it was in my top 10 for a long time because I do acknowledge that like the stuff, a lot of the stuff it does is really dope. And I think the way it plays with genre is incredibly fun. Like I think the fighting, like when it turned into like Diablo for a second, yes. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. But then it was like, a 2D oh fighting my game God, on top of an airplane. that we yeah. killed the elephant. Like, ah, uh, it just felt a little, like, there were elements of it that felt like there is, there is a great game here, but I think yes. there is, I think I struggle to, to deal with the fact that I think I see a better game within it if we take out the stuff that I think does not function well. And I think a way out if we're comparing games is so much of a better story. And for me, I was, I felt like we traded good story for better mechanics. And I think in a platformer, you can get away with that. And for a lot of people, that is the case. And other people just genuinely like the story as well. Like I do agree that there are people out there that found that to be a compelling narrative, but for those reasons, I'm not as hot on it takes two. Um, Leo, where, where do you think it takes two should go? I'd love it at number 12. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Is it currently? Let's just freaking do it. Let's put it right down there at 12. And then... Okay. All right. I have returned! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Janet, does that feel about right to you for It Takes Two? Um, I don't know. I feel no. like we need to parse out more of it. I don't think there's any point in getting too specific until we hear about maybe some of the other games and things. But yeah. it, it's close, if not right, yeah. I think. Okay. End of spoilers. Swap it with Guardians, It Takes Two. What do you think about that? I like it Guardians more. I like it takes. Do we two. want to get that granular, granular yet? Are we there yet? I mean, yeah. I mean, we sh- we should talk about Guardians. We haven't talked about it yet. Kyle, what's your Guardians experience? Uh, very positive. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think I I tweeted this, but it's like genuinely one of the biggest video game surprises in years. Same for here. me. Yep. And that's and that's not to say like it's one of the best games in years. It just really. I ended up getting so much more into it and involved in it than I thought I would. Because, like, the first half hour, you're like, ah, these, they don't really feel like the Guardians that I know. It's mm-hmm. weird. His voice sounds wrong. But, like, once you get past that, it's, like, fantastic performances, fantastic yeah. writing, great visuals, decent gameplay is kind of my big takeaway. And, Absolutely. like, really, I, I had moments where I was tearing up um, near the end. Like, we don't have to go into spoiler territory, but it, yeah. it really, there were some moments where it really... It got to me in an impressive way, and I was not expecting that in the slightest from this game. Totally. And again, spoiler-free, but it is one of those games where it's like, yeah, you know, big pop culture storyline, where can they really go? But it, it was a such a solid video game story or just, you know, pop culture story, a big hit film, blockbuster story, where towards the end, I generally had moments of like, I don't know how they're getting out of this. I am genuinely flummoxed about what these darn guardians are going to do. And then when it all comes together, it's like, oh, of course, that's so smart. Of course, of course, of course. And like, how often does that happen in a video game? And like, I understand some people say we talk about Marvel too much here at MinMax. Like, I'm not some mindless Marvel zombie. Honestly, I'm fine with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what a zombie would say, though. (laughs) But I'm I'm not even a big fan of the movies. I've seen them both once and thought they were fine. You know, middle. I've seen them all once. (laughs) You know, like, I'm not like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, ride or die. So I went in so skeptical about this thing. And I think it is the amount of writing that is just 
mind-blowing and the fact that by and large it's not obnoxious seems impossible it is definitely less grating than the dialogue and it takes two you know and just to have characters constantly banter throughout this entire experience and they pull it off like during some combat they have some repeating barks and stuff like that some boss fights but outside of like that small thing here and there it is just mind-boggling how much dialogue's in here and how much it pulls it off and like the idea of having a story that's it's a little bit of that fast and furious but it's about family you know, the story is about family and like that's a tough concept to get across in a video game. And I feel like they did such a good job with all these small little things, even just like on the ship. I love the stupid detail of on the spaceship. There's just a fridge and the door is always slightly open on that fridge and you're constantly having to go and close it. It's like that frustration of Peter Quill. Like you get to feel it. it's like, well, will you guys get your stuff together here? We're working as a team. We'll close the fridge. Just those yeah, small little like, things. It's like, what is it, like 12 hours into the game, you finally closed, you've closed the fridge like 50 times, and he's finally like, why aren't you guys closing the fridge? And everyone's like, I thought I was the one closing the fridge. And <laughs> yeah. it's like a nice little payoff. It's just, it's it's just a, it's just a game full of lovely character moments. Yeah. And like, I really grew attached to the whole crew. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to give that game credit for just being the most visually pleasing AAA game th- yeah. that I can think the of. The art is I awesome. I feel like that... That level of production value, you get hyper-realistic graphics like The Last of Us or new depths of horrifying imagery you never could have imagined like Bloodborne or Resident Evil Village or whatever. But this having really high-quality graphics that are going for just like cool, fresh, engaging style with like really bright colors on cool alien planets, I adore it for that. Yeah, it's so exciting to see every planet that you go to. Like the environment art is some of the coolest, most striking environment art I've seen in years in games. Um, yeah, you're right. The combat is, it's fine. It's just north of fine. It's one of those where it's like it evolves it's engaged. and tries, yeah. tries to it's add the weakest elemental. part of the game. For sure. It's like the weakest yeah. part of a very good game. Yeah. It's really funny to see them now, how it's all shaken out now with like it takes two and Guardians currently being like back to back because... I think they sort of have opposite problems, and they're, I think, I think yeah. both of them are too long. <laughs> yeah. um, and again, it's not that I've played games that are long. Like, I've, I've, I've put 40 hours and not felt like a game is too long, and I've put, I've put four hours and felt like the game was too long. I, when I say that, it's not purely the hours. It is what you were doing in those hours and what you were asking me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they both have, like, inverted problems, in my opinion. Where it takes two, I think the gameplay is fantastic, the story, eh, and they do talk a lot, and it's kind of like, eh, it's not that great. Right. Uh, Guardians... I think it's just so impressive, and I have not finished Guardians all the way through uh, because I already know that I'm like, do I want to do this combat for this full amount of time? But the story is so incredible, um, and I am immensely impressed that they can make a game where no one shuts up, but it's good. Right. Like It's crazy. It's so narratively difficult to construct that, and I think, yeah, like it's... It, it was like I think that one of the biggest surprises of the year, especially because it, the showing at E3 was one of the weakest things I'd ever seen, and I'm like, this is guaranteed <laughs> to be seen. bad. Um, yeah, it looked was, it was terrible. I don't know anyone that walked away and thought that looked good. Yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. Except for you know, super like, Marvel I, fans. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it showed what was because I think it was so combat focused too that which the combat is not that interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, visually, I think it's stunning. I think there's also a lot of like fun little details in how they have the characters interact with each other, like playing that um, early on, doing that battle with Rocket on who could shoot the most of like the yeah. whatever's on yeah. the planet. And I'm like, it made me so invested in that. Um, and I think, you know, it's it's just such a cool narrative. And I think it starts really with a, some nice walking sim moments of like looking around the room and things. And I think, yeah, it's just, it, it's surprising to see story done that well in a game that is not a story-based game. Yeah, and it's very, uh, it's very smooth gaming. I mean, it is like, 
<laughs> Uncharted as an action RPG. And it just keeps that momentum rolling. And it's like, it's never giving an opportunity to get too frustrated. It keeps the variety up. Like it was, it feels like a similar pace to like Ratchet and Clank, where it's like, it's rare to start a game and be like, oh yeah, I'm absolutely going to finish this. Like it is rewarding my time so consistently throughout it. Um, and yeah, it's maybe hokey or played out to have all the seventies and eighties music blasting throughout, but still it's like, in the middle of a boss nah, fight. I mean, like you said, I just don't like the huddle up. The huddle up, I huddle do not up like. gets frustrating. It was the best thing in the game. Yeah, <laughs> Easily. I, mean, I, I got like secondhand embarrassment from the huddle up. I'm like, what is happening here? I don't like it. What a Leo, beautiful are you, are you, idea are you, are you to game a joke, that. Leo? Not okay. at all. Because I, I like that, that classic moment. It's like in a community. That's that episode that's like a fake clip show, and they splice between all those different Joel McHale. Uh, speeches to get the group together in all these different situations. It's like that's such a trope, and to put it in a game in that way where you're actually it actually has consequences or whatever. Even though it's really easy to figure out what you're supposed to say, <laughs> right? Yeah. But having that moment and then coming out of it with that song blaring, yeah, I, I like build me a buttercup I, I, off of that. I, Amazing. Feeling. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like in the middle of a boss fight. It's like don't worry, be happy, blasting. It's like yeah, this does make it more fun. I, the huddle, like it does get to the point eventually where it's like I. This takes so long to go through. I don't even want to pop it for these benefits because we're at hour number 15 of this game and I've had a lot of huddling in combat. Too much huddle, I think. If I was writing an IGN review, I'd put that as a minus. Um, How much did you play, Leo? Oh, five hours. Okay, nice. Uh, Jeff, did you start that? Because you had the PS4 copy, right? I'm curious how... Yeah, Yeah, I I played a couple couple hours of it and I, I was surprised because... Star-Lord is probably my least favorite character in the Marvel Universe. (laughs) I think I actively dislike him the most, Uh but um, within those hours, he won me over. I I think it's different enough. I think the Chris Pratt version is funny, but he's he's just like always making very stupid, selfish decisions. Um, and, And there's nothing else really beyond that that has grabbed me in the past but i played enough to get kind of into like the main story of why he's doing what he's doing right. and i was surprised that it was working on me and, yeah. and i was act- i actually started to feel invested and everything else that you guys have said about you know the environments being pretty you know like very pretty and different from everything else this year and not just grim dark um it was also very appealing to me. It's one I definitely want to go back to and play more. Uh, Kyle, since you finished both, right? It, where would you stack it against It Takes Two? Would you move Guardians of the Galaxy oh. up here? I would put it above It Takes Two. I mean, I would like to get it at like nine or eight. Wow. Let's let's do have that space uh, where Resident Evil Village is very high. Certainly above It Takes Two. Um. I moved it up to eight, but again, that's where, that's where I'm at. How do you feel, Hanson? Like, do you feel similarly? I mean, based on the positivity from the group here, like we're acknowledging its its faults here, but it is one of those cases of it's a it's tough not to slide up a game that everyone's like, oh, that's a good game, that's a really good game, which it seems like most of us are in that camp. Well, I played more by the default too than Guardians of the Galaxy, to be clear. Right, so. right, that is true. That is true. I redact my praise that I have. I forgot to mention, Bravely Default 2 (laughs) um, murdered my mother. I should have brought that up earlier. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, what year is it? You know, we gotta live in the, we gotta (laughs) live in the now. You're right. You're right. I hadn't thought of it that way. 
Um, okay, so just placeholder, but I, I'm glad we had that conversation to, to pop that one. Um, what else? I can't believe you brought back early default two just to kill it again. I feel like that's <laughs> next level hater ratio, like, and I'm gonna make you watch. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, like uh, do we want to do we want to talk about village? Because like I yeah, we maybe I'm an exception. I actually really like where village is. Village is like one of my favorites of the year. But I I'm I'm getting the sense that I'm not that not everyone's as high on it as me. I'd want Village to slide is my number four. Three of Resident Evil, I feel like. Like it's it is, is good. It's not great. So I, I like it more than seven. It's like my favorite Resident oh, Evil no. in a while. Oh wow. No. Yeah. No. I, I like but I also scarier. like Yeah, I thought seven I can, was I guess scarier, I but, but it's like also a factor of me liking the the like the insane Resident Evil entries. Like I'll take a four over a, a Resident Evil 1. You know, but like I want it to be crazy and weird. No offense to looking for, but everyone loves it. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess what I mean is like, you know, you have the the bizarre merchant, you're fighting vampires in one section and werewolves, where 7 is much more grounded and scarier as a result, but I like, I'll take, I like the insane stuff. I like when <laughs> Resident Evil goes too far. That's, that's what I get. Also 7, <laughs> we have, we can't, I have to, even though I I still like seven more than eight, but seven is definitely way more uneven than eight. Eight is more consistently good. Seven is awesome, and then you leave the house, and then it's like, what's going on there? And we just don't talk about that part of the game. I and honestly, <laughs> if you're playing Resident Evil Seven, you're like, I don't know if I want to beat this. Just leave the house, and then that's your ending, because that's where it should have ended anyway. Like just mm-hmm. YouTube the rest on like a, a, a rainy night. Um, but I think Village is, it is. Gr- it's a great game and I really enjoyed it, but I do feel like it is the sort of like, I don't even know what metaphor to use for this, but it's like, I, I feel like it's on this list and I have it on my personal top 10 because it is technically better than a lot of the other games, but I feel so like nothing for it personally. Hmm. Um, I think it has some really cool highs, but I just think it's kind of middling it, while also being great, which is confusing, I think to describe, but like, yeah, it's just like, it's, it was good. Like, it was a good Resident Evil game, but I don't think it's, like, going to be a standout in the franchise overall, um, despite me really liking some of those things that you mentioned, Kyle, as well. Like, I love the merchant. Um, I love the fact that you can, like, gather fish and stuff to make, like, meals. Like, I did way too much of that. Like, I think the village was, like, a great hub. I think it is more even, but I feel like in its in its execution of having something great in that safety, I think it lost a level of greatness that it could have attained if it went for it more. And that is why I like seven more because it does, it goes for it, it succeeds. And then it, then it fails. Ultimately, this one felt very even, mm-hmm. but kind of unremarkable in, in how even it was. Yes, Sarah. I have resident evil village at eight on my top 10. <laughs> okay. So can we just put it? Ooh, at eight? Oh, uh, yeah. Veto. We is just wanted to match Vito? eight and eight. That was the yeah, 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 yeah. That's where it lives. Yeah, it's on so number one. Where is it? Where is it on all of our list? Let's just take the average of that. This is uh, a scientific form. It's not on my list. Okay. It's three for me. Okay. Yeah. Five. Five. Okay. Uh, it will be I mean, on my list. I don't know where. Where yet? Yeah, Jeff, um, give us Top your read 10, on Resident Evil Village. Where would you like to see it? Nine. Okay. I. I, I what's that, Janet? Surprise! I. <laughs> Jeff, I'm please, going. Janet. What's that now? <laughs> it's above Hitman Three. It's at nine. Okay. Hitman Three is at ten. It's all that math problem. If you're taking a standardized exam, it's like if Hitman. If it's above Hitman Three and Hitman Three is at ten, where right. is Resident Evil Village at nine? <laughs> Jeff, um, what do you got, dude? Well, surprise, I have to say that I haven't finished it yet. Yeah, dirty dog. Um, I know that's a shock. Um, 
But yeah, it's in terms of Resident Evils, it's one of my favorite probably just because I liked how every area was its own short, discrete thing. And then you moved on to a completely different setting, different kinds of spooks and weird things. And um, yeah, it felt like an amusement park of Resident Evil or horror games. Just like go to this arena. Now we're going to the Tomorrowland area of horror, you know? Yeah, I felt like Disney World. But like, what if Resident Evil where it's like, that's where the big lady lives. That's where the scary baby is. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But in a way, it did make it disconnected. But in terms of playing, I enjoyed it more than the other Resident Evil games, even if it didn't really totally make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to move it somewhere on this list and you all tell me how you feel about this. I'm moving it to number six right now. Based, that's fair. based on where we're at. So again, the list right now as it stands is Chicory, Colorful Tale, Returnal, Deathloop, Before Your Eyes, Life is Strange, True Colors, Resident Evil Village, Metroid Dread, Guardians of the Galaxy, Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye, Hitman 3, Final Fantasy 14, Endwalker, Valheim, It Takes Two, Riders Republic, Solar Ash, Halo Infinite, Resident Evil 4 VR, Unpacking, Psychonauts 2, The Forgotten City, and also, what's this at the bottom? Number 21, Brave the Default 2. And then number 22 is patreon.com slash minmax with two N's. That's right, everybody. You can help support the show if you enjoy the show. Thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Unlocks access to the Discord, which is really the heart of minmax. That's where the real discussion is happening. If you want to find a nice place to talk about the shows that we do or to just find wonderful people to play games with. Leo Vader, can I help you? All right, my cat looks like he's got some to talk to me sorry oh okay that's trying to what's, he saying? What's, he, what, what is, what's his top 10 yeah yeah what's he upset about do you like resident evil village do you think they're being too mean about writers republic <laughs> <laughs> hey look at this some of our biggest supporters <laughs> thank you to diverge coffee brian and nick here with diverge coffee want to sincerely thank all the min maxers that have given us a shot and supported us by trying our coffee you've made our first advertising venture such a success that we're able to continue supporting min max throughout december whether you're buying a gift or buying for yourself don't forget to use the code minmax with two n's at checkout to get 15 percent off of your order happy holidays from bryant and nick thank you so much diverge coffee it's fun to plug coffee on the show so check them out they're a small new upstart company but they're on their way to becoming the next apple diverge coffee everybody promo code minmax thank you again diverge folks also thank you to the thank you to the folks at fixture gaming they want everybody to know about the fixture s1 which is a clip that you put on your nintendo switch pro controller then you put the screen on top of that (laughs) and then you can walk around and play with the best controller for your nintendo switch the fixture s1 google it look at a picture and you'll say my god i know exactly how this works and why um you can check it out with the link below there's a link to amazon uh it's a 35 dollar clip that makes your switch even better on the go and there's also an option for a carrying case bundle in there and thank you as always to our dear friends over at i am 8-bit they of course want everybody to know about turnip boy commits tax evasion the vinyl soundtrack which is available in their wonderful online store it's a cool little indie game with a great soundtrack by james courier and ryan barbone it includes the digital download as well just like all the vinyl soundtracks in their wonderful online store so you can check that out and you can use the promo code TurboTime. Turbo Time, all one word, for 10% off everything in I Am 8-Bit's wonderful online store. So please help check out their store and support them because they've supported us in such a huge, colossal way throughout Max's whole run. They've been great partners, so show them some love and use that promo code TurboTime. All right, 
Well, where to now? Where should we? Where should we journey to? We could go anywhere. Yeah, we could go anywhere. Um, uh, how is that bottom list looking? Is there anything that feels like it should be slid up? Straight up slid. It's a leading question. Yeah. Y'all seem to like Halo Infinite, so I imagine. Solar like, Ash. No. Okay. Solar Rash. This is just, I'm, I, I don't know. Most of these, the bottom, I don't really know what's going on with the bottom. So Yeah, just, just asking, frame of reference is Final Fantasy XIV, Endwalker, Valheim, It Takes Two, Riders Republic, Solar Ash, Halo Infinite, Resident Evil 4, VR, Unpacking, Second Eyes 2, Forgotten City. That doesn't look abysmal to me. bring the default 2 in there. I mean, I feel like it came back. Like, if, right. if not, you, just, you did just bring it back to kill it again, is the thing. I didn't want what to What would you swap it, it for? Um... I could swap it for Psychonauts 2, Forgotten City, Solar Ash, or those are the first ones that come to mind. Rise Republic is it's going to be on there because Leo likes it a lot, so that's mm-hmm. fine. You can be a dinosaur in that game. There we go. True. So uh, a lot. If I may poke a Jenga block, I was born to poke a Jenga block. I want to poke at the number seven currently. One Metroid Dread. Are you going to poke it? I'm going to poke it so hard. You know, like when you play Jenga really confidently, are you poking and you're like. It, uh, okay. And Dangerously. I'm poking it with a waggle of my finger that's going down. Play Jenga. Uh, no, that's not. <laughs> look, I've never played Jenga, uh, but I have played Metroid Dread. Uh, we talked about it for the deepest out. We talked about it a whole hell of a lot. And I'm just trying to get a read from the room. It's what? It's L- Janet, Kyle, and myself that played it. Yeah. Um, enjoyed it. Solid game. It's not in my top 10. Where's everybody wow. else? Sitting with Metroid Dread. It's my number five. Number five. It's my number four. It's high for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Oh, Jay, the is a mediocre Metroidvania. I don't agree with that. <laughs> like, I, I think Metroid Dread's a great game. Um, I, I think there's not... Honestly, I don't have too many complaints about it, though the ending did make me want to cry, and not in an emotional way, just in a, I hate myself and this game. Oh, the boss I'm fights. too weak. Oh, I, I love that end boss. Big so bombs fun. that I needed. I feel like if I needed those bombs, you could have gave me more of them in mm-hmm. an easier way. Sure. I don't know. I didn't pick up any. I didn't go to the right places. But, I mean, I think it was, it, I think it did a really good job at, um, you know, introducing that sort of stealthy mechanic. I think a lot of us were worried that that would be abrasive, but... Yeah. I think it was pretty reasonable. I think there was a lot of eerie space stuff going on. I feel like we've already discussed that. It's one of the best depictions of Samus maybe ever. Um, And, you know, the narrative can be a little goofy in some parts, but I I like where they did take the story ultimately. I think it had some good nods to, like, people that have played these games forever will know exactly what's going on with these things without Mm -hmm. being so obtuse that it was in my opinion like too challenging to get through like i know a lot of people that that was their first metroid game and they were able to get through it in a relatively painless fashion um yeah so yeah i mean i I think it's i think it's a really really good game yeah and it's like you know getting back into that sequel letters territory it's awesome that 2d metroid's back first new 2d entry in so many years and all that fun stuff and like it does add things right like the idea of for parts of it, it almost feels like a horror game where you're trying to run away from the Emmys. Like, those Emmy zones, I think, work a lot better yeah, than I was expecting. And the fact that it's so refreshing to clear those out. They're not that big of a game, not that big of a part of the game. And then, like, it's just that scratchy, crappy, grainy film grain over those entire areas. And then when you kill that Emmy, you finally blast it in the face. And, it's just, and then you can just explore that in your leisure. Very satisfying feeling on top of 
the core of the genre, which is already the satisfying feeling of getting new equipment and saying, my God, now I know where to, where to go. And on top of that, with this one, how they added on the map, well, they'll show you exactly where you can go now with your new abilities. And just like, show me all the doors that look like this for this new power I have. And it's like, okay, right this way. Um, there's a lot of small things that they've added that I think are, are really fun. One of the few clear parries. Like, it's a parry even I can do. <laughs> right. there's, like, a big flash. Because I'm so bad at parrying, and, like, so many games want... Parrying is, like, the new stealth mechanic. Like, every game has parrying. I'm surprised Chicory didn't have you parrying the canvases or something. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was... It was pretty clear, and it was not... Usually, it was not 100% needed. I will say some of the bosses, I feel like, you kind of need to be able to do that. But yeah. it's telegraphed pretty well. Um, I think even in the boss construction, like... There were definitely some moments of confusion, but I think overall, like the way it it sort of looped you to try to figure out what to do. I think there's some really nice cinematics too, like weaved within the gameplay that made it feel really grandiose uh, mm-hmm. in a way that I think a game of this stature should feel. Yeah, the, the- uh, I, I like it where it is. It's it's my favorite Metroid, like period, like even over Super Metroid. Yeah. With that, which I don't have as much nostalgia as someone like Jeff does for that game, right? Uh, right. For example, but. Uh, um, you, so I, I really like it. You like it more than Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it I one know. more than Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. It's a, mm, and one less than Resident Evil Village. Looking at the Guardians of the Galaxy, is that a good spot for it? Like, you know, I love that game, and I, I just felt like it was a, the biggest explosion of positivity we've had as a group so far on the podcast. Right? I just want it on record that I was not a part of that. That's true. You actually <laughs> zipped your mouth like, shut. We all like the combat is not very good in that game. Yep, that like is true. It is serviceable combat. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yeah. that's true. No, no I, I I like Metroid above Guardians, and I like them both. I mean, it's that weird asterisk where, like, you know, it's funny, like, we we it starts to feel like we don't like some of these games. Yeah. These are our favorite games of the year, you know? This right. is still, um, like, the top 10, like, the top 20, yeah. Yeah. so... 20? I'm not familiar. You mean two tens? I'm not familiar with that number. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it's on the screen. (laughs) Um, How do we, um, I kind of, I did not play this. This is not me saying we should push it down, but I would like to hear some Life is Strange uh, conversation. Kyle, how dare you attack Life is Strange True Colors? Um, (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, it's. It's dope. Yeah, so hang <laughs> on. So, you got it. No problem. Okay, so it's what? Sarah, Janet, and I that played Life is Strange True Colors? Is that right? Um, yes, it is It is the best Life is Strange game. I feel like you probably okay. got a pretty good idea of what this game is like. Um, some good characters, good moments. It's one that the emotions really snuck up on me. You know, we talked about it on the podcast, but like by the end of the first episode, I was like, oh, I... I care so much more than I expected. Um, I'm not streaming it like Sarah and cackling like a maniac every time something horrible happens. I just think it was a little heavy-handed in some yes, areas. Yes, I completely for a, game, for a game about emotions, yes. I didn't feel like we actually got to explore many emotions. Mm. I feel like we it was always on like the most extreme part of the spectrum of emotions. Yeah. And I also don't feel like I got to see some the character development that I was expecting from a narrative game i i think i'm with you so those are my criticisms it's not in my top 10 same here but i respect it because i know other people like it but personally it just kept hitting me and hitting me with all these crazy twists and turns and like i'm you think how what else could they do they already you know did all that and then they're like actually 
uh, we will we will make this woman's life worse because we can. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> again uh, and again and again and again and again. Yeah, we talked about it for you know best moments, best character and stuff weeks ago. But like Alex Chen and like the the story that you learn about her and exploring her background a little bit, I think, is the high point of the game. And then the larger main story where that ends up is pretty dopey and. It is one of those things of like, what? This is you're really going here for this game? Well, it does make sense if you uh, and I hate to view this guy because I don't I'm not this guy. So you're becoming that you guy. It, if you do 100 percent, it does make sense. But I think there was a design flaw in one of the things that you pick, can look at that helps make where it goes a little bit less. I know what you're talking or about. Like, why yep. do they get here is like missable, which I think is a huge flaw. Yeah. Like I think them making that a missable thing, which I did indeed miss. I was like, wow, they really just... <laughs> I think it's more so... After rolling credits, but... That is a, an important thing for sure. Um, and reminder, check out um, the Max Spoilers that Janet did with a, a big, wonderful group over there on our channel for Life is Strange True Colors. Yeah, what was that, like two or three hours? Right? That was, it was four hours. It was absurd. Yeah. It was absurd. It was longer than the there. game. Um, but yeah, I think more, less <laughs> about like <laughs> things... <laughs> less about things that you can like miss and more just about characters taking some big swings on the... D&D spectrum of alignment where it's like, okay, I understand people are bad or people are good, but like I didn't know what to walk away with. Like, I didn't know what lesson, what moral, what what I was supposed to walk away with from that game when it ended. I was like, so that's good? Alex (laughs) is happy? And I'm like, but what did we learn? That, you know, life is strange. Yeah, Mm. essentially. Um... Yeah, does it, I, does it slide down a little bit? Not swap with anything. I, but I think kinda... it slides down. Janet, no. I mean... I disagree. I think it should move up. Oh, um, absolutely not. And again, um, we'll see. I don't know. Well, mm, can it move up? Uh, I, uh-uh. guess it, eh, I guess it probably won't, to be honest. But I, in my list, it's higher. It is number two on my list of games of the year. I think to say it is the best Life is Strange game, but I think when that statement is made, because Life is Strange is so... It's such a long-running franchise and such a hokey teen drama franchise. I think a lot of people might see that as the best Life is Strange. is still kind of a basic game. Um, I think this one is far and above better than anything that's come in the franchise before. Um, I think as far as emotions, I do think Sarah brings up a good point of it is very extreme because Life is Strange is it is the drama. It is like. The whole point of yeah. that's, that's also part of like what makes that franchise compelling, at least if if that's your kind of thing, where it is supposed to be the theme is life is strange and crazy stuff can happen. It's kind of playing with like the truth is stranger than fiction, even though it is fiction. But, you know, I think it's kind of giving a nod to that. But I think to the credit of like lighter or smaller emotions, I think in your interactions with the NPCs is where you get that. And yeah. I can understand wanting that more from Alex, because I think that that could have been valuable. But for me, getting to know that town was just such a, a fantastic experience. And even like really small stuff where you can kind of scan the area and sort of hear people's like thoughts and emotions like as you're like walking through the town and there were like NPCs where I'd listen to full on conversations of there's this guy yelling with his wife because they're struggling with the new ice cream parlor and they're hoping that like this is going to happen or like the couple where they're best friends and they both like each other but they're not together yet and you're like oh I wish I could do something but like maybe not now and you're kind of going through and then what I think is so brilliant about the construction of that game is it does such a good job making these small slice of life stuff just fun as being slice of life things, but then giving them significance as you go on later in the story, when you realize, Oh, me helping this person, you know, in the flower shop is going to actually 
come back in a big way that I don't know the first time I'm playing it. But if I'm playing it genuinely as Alex trying to, you know, help and be a good person, like I sort of maybe get a little bit rewarded for that or that can come back positively. And if I don't, that also can have negative repercussions. I thought that was super smart. And I think what really makes this stand out is how the gameplay elements that drove the story forward were also intriguing to do like the jukebox puzzle in the bar was fun the rpg style larp like it did such a good job shining in ways that many people criticize narrative games as not having enough of which is gameplay like the moment-to-moment gameplay stuff was fun to do as like little mini games but also drove the story forward and i think in such a smart and brilliant progression of the franchise because it does a good job honoring the hallmarks of its predecessors while also doing it better so like the stakes are increased when it went supernatural it did that so much better and in in higher fidelity and in more layered ways and in more like twisty ways than it has before especially when you think back to life is strange one where like the supernatural thing was you like walking in a void like it's like what happened to all the assets here it's like so lived in and and incredible and i think the 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 climax of it works so well um i think it is one of the best choice driven games i have ever played in my entire life yeah yeah that's the sound of her ripping up her script. Now, what, what is that? Oh, that's Sarah's Endwalker notes, everybody. And that's uh, why it's my number two of the year. Number two. Find okay. out later yeah. what my number one game is, even though I've said it like 12 times in the series of yeah. these episodes. That's, 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 that's good to know. I, I am looking at Life is Strange, trying to take it all into consideration. And this is that tough debate that this, I feel like 210s always comes down to, right? Is like personal passion versus games that a lot of people liked like should life is strange be above resident evil village when resident evil village everybody likes but no From what i've heard i like life is strange where it is yeah at five and village at six and i loved village uh but it's like a game i have so many problems with there are a lot mm-hmm. of high points and overall the pacing is so great but as a complete package, I don't fight for Village being any higher than it is, really. Okay. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I keep looking at and thinking about that reaction, wanting to slide up. Um, so number four is Before Your Eyes. Um, Who played Before Your Eyes? I played it. You played it. Janet, did you? Janet played it. Okay. Leo, did you? Let's, an hour. An hour. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like... Leo, you, did you actively dislike it, or it was mostly tech problems that were holding you back? Well, it's or interesting. We'd, we'd have to put spoiler walls up again real quick. Do you want... Which, is there any way around it? Ding, ding, ding. All right. No, All right. right. Ding, ding, ding. Spoiler walls for before your eyes. Spoiler walls for before your eyes. Check out the time codes below. All right. I... Um, not only had a weird tech problem where it was like blinking when I wasn't, or I just don't have enough nerve endings in my eyelids and was accidentally blinking. Yeah. But disp- in, you know, besides that, I also thought the writing was really not interesting and I really didn't care about any of the characters or where it was going. And have what I talk about that previously was like, oh, it's a made up story right. anyway. And so I probably would have found that retroactively more interesting yes. if I had powered through. Yes. So that's what I'm... Th- Seeing in hindsight about that game, hundred percent. I was absolutely with in you. Hindsights. Mm. Um, yes, I think that's a really important detail. Like if you stop halfway through, it's just like this is so hokey. Like what is this? Becoming a celebrity artist? I don't know what this is. But once you understand where it's coming from a little bit more, I think it, it totally. What's funny is I was still in on it even when it was that. Oh, I was really? like, this is 
Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't. I, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get up and leave when they were like, you've been a terminally ill child all along. That's where I wanted to tap out. Right. Because right. I was like, I, I have like a threshold with how far you can push me emotionally. Mm-hmm. And if you go above to a terminally ill child, which I think is number one saddest thing in the world, <laughs> right. I think we can all agree on. Yeah. I'm out. I hear that. I hear that. I still think the way it's presented is a novel aspect. It's not just leaning into what is the saddest story we can tell. Let's try and I like tell that in a little bit. But they kind of did tell it. Yeah, but I'm saying I think the mechanic, which is the core of the entire game of using your eyes and blinking is such a novel way to express that story and the idea of literally making it flashing through your life like it's one of the most beautiful implementations of interactivity i've genuinely ever seen in my life the idea of looking at your life and every time you blink it jumps forward in time you know you could be listening to your mom and dad arguing in the next room you could be uh having a nice moment with a friend and then blink of an eye it's moving on and then eventually you're dead i think it's incredibly beautiful like genuinely it's like well what are we doing with video games if not celebrating how to use this medium to express life and what we're all experiencing in the most beautiful way i, I think it's incredible ray Luaz has a good I, point that i, I was, was wincing at the writing and yeah i thought that the was game awesome. you know, brian in the live chat was like did people not see the twist coming do you just go into every game you're like we definitely gonna be dead at the end like i don't know well you already knew you were dead this That's is the fake. Thing. right when right, he yeah. says that you had to tell a story <laughs> and that it had to be good or else you wouldn't you know get to go to the afterlife i was yeah. like and then it was a really good story. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you can live, you can die with regrets and not be a terminally ill child. Yeah, we all will. No one's arguing yeah. that, Sarah. I mean, what do you think, There's Sarah? No one's just in heavier places than, I needed, than we needed it to go. Where would you like this to be, Sarah? I don't know. You're going to put it at number one, wherever you want to put it. One. But I, while I really liked the mechanic of the blinking, um, I do feel like the story itself could have used some work i don't know the blinking was good but i didn't really have an issue with blinking too early or blinking on accident or Mm -hmm. so it really just didn't become a mechanic for me unless i was trying to like progress the story and then i'm sitting there like let's go right right. let's go Uh, and blink can we dodge all you guys guys sold it to me being a high spot uh last time i think it was last episode like during yeah. the, the spoiler section, like after you guys explained sort of the full thing, yeah. it was very much like this is this needs to be high, and I haven't even played it, so I, yeah, I feel strongly it needs to be high. It's sitting at four right now. I would love to see it go higher, but I think it's getting into some pretty stiff competition. By the way, spoilers over for before your eyes. Yeah, yes? I was about to say, okay, we just not sure. here. Um. um I think four makes sense. I have it at four on my personal list. Um, right. I have Chickory and Life is Strange above it. Like, but I think oh, it's awesome. Here's a, I, I, think I like the four slot for it. Yeah. Here's um, may I don't know, just a palette cleanser. Um, does Halo Infinite slide up to above it takes two? Not for me, I don't. Y'all would know. Not for me. <laughs> Not for you? Okay. Um, Kay's where it is. Kyle, Halo Infinite versus Solar Ash. What? I'm sorry, what was that? Halo Infinite above Solar Ash. Solar Ash above Halo Infinite. Jeffem, are you really going to stand for that? Solar Ash above Deathloop, if we're getting... Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> we hey, really we, to- I mean, we have gone for quite a ways without talking about the big papa, Deathloopy. Um, 
I have put, I went back and checked, 11 hours into Deathloop. Um, Janet, you finished it and loved it. Kyle, you finished it and loved it. Right? I would put it below Guardians, uh, personally. Okay. Ooh. Really liked it, beat it, um, but I liked all those other games more. Let, let's try and get a read, though. Everybody started it at least? I finished it. Oh, that's it. right. That's right. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, Leo loved it. Yeah. Sarah yeah, I think I think you Leo and Janet are like above me. I think maybe I'm the the person who finished it, who it's liked it, like who it. thought it was good. Yeah. I think probably Sarah <laughs> and Jeff and I are all in the same camp of didn't finish it, think it's a cool game, but not passionate about it. If I may. If yeah, I may. Yeah, I got so 15 cool? hours in it and I just kind of fell off. I fell out of the loop, so to speak. Right. Right. Um yeah, who who wants this to be that high? <laughs> on this list because it's pretty Two. damn high it's my number one is the like game of the year I... okay i'd put it at one honestly at, at number one on this list yeah but i'm not good enough to play returnal so yeah leo where would you put <laughs> death loop on this list i love it at number three yeah or two um it's it is such a cool, unique thing. Even going back to it again and again throughout the year, convincing myself, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish this. Um, just the tone that it sets. I forget how good the music it is. Like you just hear that music and you are locked into that zone of death loop over and over na, again. Na, na, na. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very cool. And I think it hits. You know, if it's, it is a puzzle of a game, right? They describe it as a murder puzzle, which is a very interesting way of describing the game. And it's so uniquely constructed i just didn't find the puzzle that compelling on a story level or gameplay level and it's you know i'm not a big arcane guy respect them respect the hell out of them love them but i've never been really grabbed and this one even though i felt like they were just doing everything they could to get me into this system and to loop me in and make me appreciate what's beautiful about their games, probably to the point that it's in full-on baby mode for immersive Sim fans, it still <laughs> did not really click with me to the point of, I got to cover, go find all these notes and really figure out what's going on here and use these systems in different ways. It just, it didn't seem that enthralling to me it personally. The, it was the first Arcane one that grabbed me since Dishonored 1. Like, I loved oh, yeah? and appreciated the other ones, but never enough to see them through. But this one, I had no problem playing through to completion. And I think it has gotten a lot of criticism this year as an immersive sim and as kind of holding your hand yeah. through stuff. But all my favorite moments were like exploring regions when I didn't have anything to do there and just seeing what's different about being here at this time and finding all this unique stuff. And the way of surfacing it, notes being so short and then you getting a sum up right away with that little pop up. And then at the end, it lists out here's actual information about what's happening in a way right. where you will actually read it and internalize it instead of ignore it like i have in every piece of paper i picked <laughs> up in a video game in the past 20 years i want every game to do it exactly like that that was like a massive step forward for successful world building in a video game and so much interesting stuff came out of that totally yeah if if the thrill is solving the puzzle and without spoilers it seems like once you solve the story puzzle a lot of people are like eh not so much. See, I don't personally think... Th I think the yeah, thrill of Deathloop is going to vary based on what kind of player is approaching it. Like, I, for me, I didn't um, care about finding out what's... I mean, I was interested. Like, I was like, oh, I wonder where this plot's going to go. Um, but I wasn't, like, you know, banging my head against the wall trying to figure out what's happening. I was just playing the game and enjoying it for the puzzle of how do I accomplish this specific task and also how do I, like, deal with Juliana as she pops up, whether she's an NPC or an actual player... 
and trying to think about how to strategize that. So for me, the the fun was in the gameplay. Like I enjoyed the world that was constructed, and uh-huh. I think the characters were really well written. Like all each visionary having like a distinct and wonky and silly personality, and sort of speaking to like that era of like, oh, this person's like, you know, just gonna be preaching over here, and you can like murder them if they don't turn on like this, you know, pit of gas uh, while you're there. This person's an artist, and they're like incredibly powerful for some reason. Um, and you have to like, you know, fit, so- puzzle solve turning off this explosive device. Um, and the little details of like, you know, the the text that appears in the sky throughout. Very Edith Finch in that way, which I thought was fun. Um, it having little stuff like being able to kick the candy machine and the candy falls out and the people can slip on the candy. It was just a joy to play. And what I love about this game is every time I see someone playing it, they're playing it totally different than how I played it. Mm. They're finding places and entryways that I didn't. And to me, that's really where the game shines. Um, so yeah, I don't, I did, I wasn't personally reading all the notes and trying to like solve that mystery. Like the puzzle was how do I, get this task done in the way that I want to get it done with the tools that I feel like using. Yeah. Like yeah how and how that, do you have the perfect day, which was like a really fun thing to find. Who doesn't want perfect the perfect day? day? Like, Oh, it's so <laughs> good. <laughs> and I think game gameplay wise, like the way it handled loot, I really loved as far as colored loot being so over prevalent and too much of a focus in so many games, death loop. It felt like, once in a while, I had nothing else to do in the afternoon, so I'm like, oh, I'll go grind out, uh, do another Charlie takedown so I can get another mod for my blink ability and like I, or shift. And I can keep like building my skills like that because I have a little bit of downtime. But you can also just skip that time till you have something to do again. And it's so optional and so rewarding. And there's not too much of it where you feel like you're missing out by not engaging with it or you have to super engage with it to get anything out of it. I really loved building my own specific loadout. And I agree, it really felt like different than what anybody else would have. Yeah. So it hit gameplay wise for me really hard. And like, the story, the, the writing I liked a lot. The story definitely left off in a ambiguous place that could be frustrating. It was a little frustrating for me as far as the big build up to it and then not really getting some big revelation or whatever. But it was still a cool ending and I still really loved every line getting there. The kick is good. The kick is good. It was I feel like it would have been an easy pick for best thing. In fact, too easy. Yeah. And that's the only reason I didn't bring it up. (laughs) When there's like 30 (laughs) Wengies, like it's just a fun game. Like it's a it's just really fun. It's fun as hell. So, yeah, disappointing story, but wonderful gameplay. So we should move it right below It Takes Two. Do you I would think? say disappointing, <laughs> which is like a small distinction. But I think like where it goes is just not that interesting. But I think the overall it, the sure. journey there was cool. But then it yeah. like ended. In a way. But to, to its to its credit, I don't know what it could have done that would have made me not feel like the ending was kind of whack. But I'm like, this wasn't this wasn't a great way to end. But that's fine. And so packed full of secrets, so interesting reading about that game, having finished it, and about all the little secret encounters you can have mm-hmm. that I never knew about, but that make that world feel so lived in, you know? Such a cool way to do it, having different... Really drunk in the game all the time. Like, it, like, I have nothing but good things to say about Deathloop. I have, <laughs> my only criticism is the, the very, very ending, being like, eh, but that's it. Yeah. Music's great, the world's great. Like in the, the the area where you can't have your slabs, but then I realized you can just go in in a way where you can still have your slab, or you can hack something. But I didn't do that. I just did that without my slabs. And like mm-hmm. uh, so many fun stories from that time. But anyway, this is a lot of talk for knowing that's not going to move. I feel like that's already been decided, but I would like <laughs> oh. it to go higher. I, the only thing, the only way I think it's moving 
and correct me if I'm wrong, everybody else, is if Returnal slides around a little bit. And Returnal, I feel like, is the biggest anomaly here for a real year of oh, having yeah. a sole champion. I feel like Returnal is is the game that Kyle's championing, and it's been skating by at number two here without much friction. Yeah. Let's set the scene. Has anybody else other than Kyle and I played Returnal? Only a little bit. Only like a little two bit. Two hours. Okay. Determining it's not. It's too hard. Yeah, I'm a. I played eight hours, um, mm. and it definitely kicked my ass. And that's the reason I didn't play more primarily. But I'm also really bad at games, and so I don't want to use that as a barometer. But just for where we're at, and Kyle. You beat the game, right, Kyle? Yeah, I beat it, like, got the proper good ending. Ooh. Like, just kept going. Would not stop playing. Uh, and you, I've spoken in the past about how this is typically not a genre that I like. Yeah. Uh, but this year, I've, I've kind of crossed a, sort of a line and gotten into them. And I just adored it. And, like, we, like the, it is challenging. It is definitely challenging. And... Uh, that's a, that's a reason that it's a like a totally valid reason to not engage with it and not want to play it. But like thematically, how that drives the story of it being so challenging is awesome. The gameplay is just fantastic. It's so smooth. That studio is known for making just games that feel great and play great. Absolutely. And for them to take this big leap for this studio to kind of take their sort of arcade expertise and put it into this like narrative game just worked so well. Um, it's actually, it's when I was playing it, I actually thought of Metroid a lot in the sense that it was like, this is what, this is modern Metroid. This, the way you unlock abilities and like the reward you get from it, this is giving me the feelings I got from the first time I played a Metroid game. And then the, the world is just so strange and interesting and the design is so cool. And it just, it all culminates in this amazing way. It's, it's just fantastic. It's, it's beautiful. Do you think it does anything uh, especially new or interesting or compelling as a roguelike? You know, speaking as somebody who doesn't always love that genre, was there a reason the rogue nature of it worked for you more than others? Um, I th- hmm, That's a good question. It's, uh, I mean, the narrative was certainly driving me. Like, I wanted to see what was going on. Um, and then the way, the sort of the way the upgrades work, I thought were really compelling. Like, even just a simple thing of, like, you can always pick up health items, and if you have full health, it actually makes your health grow larger. So there's like always incentive to pick up um, the uh, pick up the health pickups, and then the way the weapons work is like it really works in the sense of like y- there are more powerful weapons that you can pick up, but if you really like a weapon, you can stick with it, and you'll still be successful. Like I actually found more success sticking with weapons I liked as opposed to just getting the stronger weapon, and I think that's I think that's rewarding in a unique way for like just letting you really learn a weapon and really appreciate it. And um, and uh, yeah, the enemies are really cool. Like learning how to and just like dodging is really fun, and the way you move so fast. I love a game where you can move really fast. Yeah, and then like. You get a grappling hook at a certain point, and it like it changes the whole structure of how you move through everything and the shortcuts you can take. It also it's also a game that like doesn't really feel like you're punished for starting having to start over because once you make progress, the progress feels really significant and it allows you to bypass huge portions of the game if you want. And it also doesn't punish you for trying to jump ahead because you can still get like good weapons and stuff like that, even if you want to skip to level three or whatever, which is why I think it functioned better for me as a roguelike than most roguelikes is I felt like I was I was gaining thing. 
Yeah, I, more I, so. I mean, obviously, the roguelikes like let you gain things. That's not unique to Returnal, but this it was really clicking with me, and it, it worked better than most. Yeah, I think I wanted more from that on ramp, and it's not just oh, let me hang on to things more. But I think just the way it presents the systems of I think Hades is kind of the master class for here's what you can hang on to and build up, run to run. Whereas Returnal is a lot of like, what is it? I guess weapon proficiency, and then Ether can unlock something. It didn't. It did not feel like a clean hook know. for I, like, building Hades and building. Was the same. It's the same ramp for me for any roguelike of learning what currencies you can keep and what you can't and what goes with what. And I had the same thing with Hades. Yeah. I like Returnal more than Hades, personally. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, did you want to throw up a spoiler gate to talk about Yeah, something? I did want to share one very cool it. moment that I that I didn't share last time. So if you want to throw up uh, a it's, spoiler It's card. up, dude. Okay, so uh, playing Returnal. Very challenging. You make your way through. There's three bosses, right? And that third boss is really epic and huge and just like much larger than any other boss. And it's, you know, it's a challenge. And when you beat it, it's so cathartic and exciting. And you get this cutscene where Celine, because she was able to defeat this enemy, she's able to like, you know, make the call to get rescued. And she gets rescued. And what happens is you see her life play out. She goes home. She goes mm. back to Earth. She lives her life. She has this bizarre experience where she got stuck on this alien planet. She buys a house. She grows up. She gets older and she passes away from old age. And then when that happens, you learn that you never left the loop. You die as an old woman on earth and you end up back on the planet again. And you have to reset and you are in the loop again. But because of that, like time that has passed where you did age into an old woman, the world reflects that. So, like, you're playing level one over again. Yeah. But it's, like, it's it's aged, like, 60 years or whatever. So, it's, like, the overgrowth is different and stuff? Level, in the third level. And there's a whole new set of bosses. So, what it does is, like, you f- it really feels like you beat the game. It rewards you in a huge way with this epic boss and this amazing cutscene that shows that she lived a happy life. And then you realize you're only halfway through the game. Mm. And it's just, like... I love it. I love the idea that she thought she was out of the loop because she escaped the planet and she was rescued. But when she dies from old age, she learns she's right back into the loop and she never got past that trauma that I discussed last time of losing her child in that car accident. Yeah. It's still, even into her old age, it's still like she can't get past it. And then, and then you get to play basic, like I said, it's similar, right? It's like you're playing similar levels. But they're, they've all, like, they're, they're changed and they're, and they're different, like, even visually. And you actually can't even go back to the original levels until you beat the game, which is kind of interesting. But, but how does it change yeah, visually? That, is it just, like, more overgrowth and stuff or, like, changing layouts? Yeah, like, or? more overgrowth and, like, okay. there's this dilapidated sort of city and, the, like, the robots are more, like, sort of deconstructed. And then you kind of, you make your way underwater at that point. It's in that second half of the game where you, mm. you jump into this, like, lake that just, like, sends you, like, it feels like you're falling for a mile uh, underwater. That's it's cool. It's so good. And like I said, the thing that really clicks it all together for me is just how it all thematically ties together. It's not yeah. its not that it's just like a, a hard game that's like, oh, this is, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the challenge of beating these difficult levels and that's a fun bragging point. It's like, it has to do with what Celine is experiencing. Like she's having, she's having a hard life and that's like, that's thematically tied to like breaking through all these barriers and, and defeating these levels and I just yeah. it's I love it and it's also it's really it's a it's a not an American game it's not an American studio and I love that it is it's kind of a downer the whole time for that reason oh, okay. the whole, cool. it's kind I of dark subject matter like, yeah. yeah yeah so it just 
it just everything works about it. Like it, you can even just look at it as a fun arcade shooter, and it works. It's like this cool 3D bullet hell game, but then yeah. everything sort of surrounding it just makes it so much more interesting and better. So good. On a lighter note, are you playing with something with your hands, Kyle? Is there something making noise? Am I? Is that coming through? Oh, very much so. Like, I was like, is someone inside. typing? I thought you were like typing on a keyboard. I know. I was so Sorry. confused. Is that like a fidget? I'm trying to find toy? like a fidget toy that doesn't make noise. I got it. That's what I'm working on. Okay, yeah, I'm sad that. I don't have mine by me because literally, Kyle, I have the same block somewhere. I just don't think it's at my desk anymore. Mm. Like, so now I have this little plush cat that I got from like going oh, to mini golf. That's like know. one of my jams. I got but, a real yeah, again, fidget spinner. Same person, but, except you can play Returnal and I can I have a Pokeball. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can, I have this DaVinci Resolve interface yeah. where you can spin this. Oh, that's really good. I got, I yeah, I got a squeezy yet. ball that I play with all the time. I got a bunch of coins, but yeah. I drop them. Um, yeah, spoilers over for Returnal, by the way. Yeah, um, now we're just talking yeah. about and also, <laughs> There is also, uh, just a plug, you know, we did do a um, Max Spoilers that's on right. Returnal as well with... Yep. Uh, Jacob yeah, Geller and so Grant. Check that out too. Yeah. A really, really lovely game. Really took me. Like, I on, remember I asked you early on, you're like, I was like, Hanson, do you think I'll like this? And you're like, yeah, I don't think so. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I, and I got it anyway. And I'm so glad I did. It's like, it's, it's that rare experience when you're like, I'm going to try something new and it just clicked for me in the biggest way. Yeah. Um, that made me want to play it. People in the chat watching yeah. us live agree. Uh, here's, here's the hang up that we've talked about before. Kyle's a champion for Returnal. I think championing something and putting it as your number one, if you're the sole person, I think boosts things a fair amount. There's other games like Janet, you're the biggest champion for Life is Strange True Colors. That's up there. It's tough to gauge that against the games that a lot of people think are really good games. Like for me, let me know if I'm insane. I feel like an outlier here is Valheim which is also my number one, a game that I really loved, and that Sarah, how would you define your appreciation of Valheim? It was good, but I wouldn't put it over Endwalker or uh, Echoes of the Eye. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will not be your crutch for this. <laughs> you're supposed to. <laughs> it's going to go down. We're all going to go down. You're supposed to be my buddy for this, Sarah. Because <laughs> it's a game that I love a lot, and then you enjoyed, and like, and doesn't that mm-hmm. boost it a little more than just Endwalker, which only you enjoyed, but not your number one? But Valheim is my number one? I don't one? know. I you think, know, I think it's more of that. Like, Returnal would be way lower. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think it's... The, the number on the list is an interesting factor to have doing the total math or whatever, which isn't how we decide these. But I right. think it's got to all be about the arguments. Like you could have and say this is my number one, but you just didn't like games as much this year as somebody else. You know, right. like no. if you just didn't play the same things and that felt more impactful to them. I think I think that's fair. Yeah, um, I played a little bit of Valheim. And I didn't continue, but it's not my genre, so that's why I don't. That's why I haven't really made a big commentary on it. Like it's not my style of game. I played it because everyone's like, "This is hot in the streets," and when the streets talk, I listen. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't continue. Yeah, I had the same experience. Yeah, I remember we did New Show Plus, an early one where we played it a little bit, and it was one of those like, "God, I wish, I wish your circle of friends got into Valheim, Leo," because I feel like it could click with you, and you could have a great time with it. Could you just no. yell at your friends for me? No. Do you think? Do you think that you could get into it for this job? Like I did. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a, I'm not a multiplayer person. So again, I don't have a lot, a big interesting take on this. But I am not particularly personally interested in games where I need like that friend group to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, then I'm just not gonna do because I'm like, I don't want. I schedule so much stuff in my life. I don't want to schedule. And then if I want to hang out with you, we can just do a million other things. Yeah. Like why am I? Why am I building this fake house to fight a deer god? I mean, it's kind of cool, but like kind of cool to fight a deer god. 
Let's not dump on building fake houses with your friends. Too quick. <laughs> uh, Leah, did anything turn you off from Valheim, Leo? With your time with him? Uh, I mean, nothing that was surprising. Just not sure. a Leo type of game. Not into the boss battles. Not into the the early survival gameplay. I feel like I've done mm. that loop a lot of times. Right. And right. I wasn't sure what was different about it in Valheim besides just your leveling up every different thing you're doing, yeah. which makes it feel a little better. But still, I just feel like I've done that. Cut down trees mine or turn or to ingots a lot of times yep no doubt about it okay all right so I mean, I, please I don't come at me for not liking mining i <laughs> <laughs> mining something out there <laughs> i i know how strongly you feel about it hansen like i i to slide it up would i certainly wouldn't find offensive i mean i don't know if you have a grand speech prepared but i know that you've when it was yeah you know first out like you wouldn't you wouldn't shut up about it <laughs> it is true the thing that's holding me back and yeah, fans of Bravely Default, listen up. It is a game that I had the best time playing this year. Um, and we still haven't gotten through all the bosses. You know, like we really trailed off and have not finished the early access build, so to speak. Um, which stings it a little bit in my mind. You know, I put a lot of hours into it, but it wasn't a wasn't an endwalker situation for hours. Um, what do you bring down for Valheim? I would love to put <laughs> I'd love to put it as like number nine. Uh, look, honestly, I could just live if it just swapped with Endwalker. two games. <laughs> just, if I just... mean, there's something to be said about having such artisanal taste in games, okay? Right. And what is it? I don't then? know if Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker is is, uh, is it off the beaten path as it may I mean, apparently yeah. it is. I mean, if we're counting, like, well, they you had know, to stop selling it because so many people are trying to play it. But right. yeah, <laughs> but, but nobody here, of course. And we'll see. It is one of those yeah, games. It's, it's a classic problem of like it's immensely popular, but not in our field. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Like, no one's talking about FIFA 22, even though it's like that's sold like crazy. But like, if I ever FIFA would have to <laughs> transcend the earth for me to even put it on any of these kind of lists, like ever. Yeah. You'd have to go to a moon and fight a god in FIFA for yeah. us to take note. <laughs> I mean, if you do the math, Less though, good, for, like, yeah. percentage of time played being miserable, like, Endwalker is really dragged down. Because if you're just looking at that screen for percentage? your total hours you're played... You have to stare at it. You, you have find? to. <laughs> yeah, you're, if, you factor in the, if you factor in the queue times... I'm the fact that Valheim was so buggy, I could barely play it. Yeah, at least I you could play it. Are we gonna, if we're going to rip each other down argument. here... Pokemon Go was, like, the hottest thing since sliced bread and you, that right. was also horrible at launch yeah and there's a lot of bad games out there no one's arguing yeah. that no i i, I respect fun. final fantasy 14 yeah. everybody just to be clear everybody please that's not what i'm hearing no i have to go into the final fantasy 14 discord that you have and apologize <laughs> i totally understand why you want to move valheim up but it's like what do you really at this point there's so much good above it outer wilds is your number one sarah yep <laughs> well, that's Iron Glad. <laughs> I mean, you can you can move it if because it's kind of hard to argue against five people who have never played a game about why mm. a game is good, especially a game mm. like I Outer have Wilds. Outer Wilds. It's not like Outer Wilds. It's different. Well, it's a from little. Outer it's a little. Like I like Outer Echoes Wilds. of the Eye more than I liked Outer <laughs> Wilds, the original. Is it a game. time so, loop game where you're flying a ship around a galaxy? It's not. It's a time Ooh. loop game where you're going to a spaceship, specifically exploring a new world that has two sides to it, light and dark. Specifically, using new mechanics, a new story, 
a new alien race. Like, I don't... This is... That's why it's, like, not DLC to me. Yeah. It's more of, like, mm-hmm. a prequel to the game because it really goes into, like, but what happened before? Mm-hmm. You know, everything else happened in Outer Wilds. And I just... Because it's more of a show-don't-tell game, I think that's the hardest yeah. thing to do is to lead your player to something without telling them. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love getting through a game on my own curiosity alone, putting the pieces together myself. There is no items. There is no leveling up. All you have is like your knowledge and what you've explored. And the way it fosters that with this beautiful story, it's the only horror game I've ever played where the theme of fear is actually well woven into the story and not just like you're scared because we want to scare you. Yeah. You know, and it was just a, it's a beautiful story. It'll stick with me forever. Like, obviously the spoiler walls are not up. Not up. But I just think for, like, for me, it's definitely one of my top games of all time. Wow. Jesus. I mean, it, it's oh, a good, good, it's, it's beautifully made. It's, you know, it's, it's just great. It's just a great game. Yep. You're making me want to play it. Hitman 3. <laughs> However... Are you just looking I for was, something to get Valheim up he's there? Really yeah, I am. He's just poking. He's poking the Jenga tower. What are we doing? It's not trying to see what's weak. Yeah, this is what we do. This is what we do. I'll be honest. There's just for me. I don't have everyone. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything you can say that would put Valheim higher than it currently is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I feel like a lot. In, and you've admitted this, which is not. It's not the worst thing in the world. But a lot of your stuff is like, it was fun, and like fun does count for a lot. Right is not as common as one would think given the medium like i think that is meaningful but i don't think i think you have well speak now i guess but i feel like you've exhausted your argument for it yep, you're right and that argument got you 12 which is already that's pretty high i mean it's we can move good. it anywhere that we want yeah i mean outside of fun we I mean, talked we about it so much 21 and swap it with bravely default too if we're just moving <laughs> over my dead body no over you know just the idea of fun we talked about it last week but it is bravely default too is better than valheim like there's no, no universe yeah. where that's true. Well, just because, okay, again, you like <laughs> logs? Like, come on. Wait, you said because of come logs? On. That's your argument? <laughs> Look, that, I mean, that's your argument for why. You're like, it was fun. We, like, built a, a bridge together. It's yeah, like, I got right. to explore a world with my friends and to have a real sense of adventure and exploration and not knowing what's around every corner and there's crazy um, monsters just, jumping out to destroy your town. real because they were little chibi-like characters doesn't mean it was any less meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like it does. Uh, it might be a little less meaningful. <laughs> I really, I gotta, I gotta go well, hard I against Brave Default too. Like, who know, who's to say? Uh, who's yeah. to say? Yeah. Hanson, my number one's That's beneath funny. yours. You don't see me making a stink about it. I know. Look, and to be fair, I'm not not making a big stink. I'm just poking, and I'm just I can from here. I'm I'm poking Hitman Three just to see if we're feeling good about where it's at as a group here. I would hate to see it leave the top ten, but I would live with that. Oh. Interesting. I mean, who who else was hot on Hitman 3? I was. Relatively. Was I that... liked it, but I'm not, like, hot on it. And Janet, because, uh, yeah. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is it seems like it's Leo's game, but also Leo loves Riders Republic so much, I don't yeah. know how that's sitting with Leo personally. Do you um, want to switch those two, Leo? <laughs> if that's an option, I would. But, you know, in another sense, I care too much about this outlet and its integrity to 
<laughs> to push too hard for the Riders Republic to be in the top yeah, ten. Interesting. Crazy. It is. It is just the Google Doc that is open yeah. on the screen. For what no, it's worth, I, I'd be okay with that swap because I like the first. But I've only played the first level of Hitman Three, and I was like, I, it didn't. It didn't right. grab me. But I, would I that know, be okay, Hanson, if we switch Riders Republic and Hitman Three? I don't where it is. I lean on Janet and Sarah both enjoying Hitman Three, though. That adds some I juice here. I don't know. I mean, I think Hitman Three okay. is a better game than Riders Republic. Hell yeah, it is. So. Unnecessary. I mean, at the end of the day, like, it ain't that deep. You <laughs> just numbers on a page based on things that were never real. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I'm not married to either one, but if you have to ask for my opinion on it, uh, mm. Hitman 3 says where it is. Rise Republic yeah. says where it is. I have no problem with that. Did we exhaust the Halo Infinite placement? Are we still feeling good I'm overall? I'm with Halo there. I like saying Halo's kind of like, I would, I love it on the 210s. It's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm at, you know? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. I think it belongs there. I don't think it needs to be particularly high. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Good game. Um, I mean, it would be much higher for me, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to push it. I'm, sure. I'm also fine with it just being on the list at this point. I haven't, I haven't finished it yet, you know, mm-hmm. and it seems like anyone else who's, if everyone else who would fight for it is cool with it being there, then I'm just going to be cool too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, For the audio listeners, the the two tens right now, counting down from one is Chicory, Colorful Tale, Returnal, Deathloop, Before Your Eyes, Life is Strange, True Colors, Resident Evil Village, Metroid Dread, Gardens of the Galaxy, Utter Wilds, Echoes of the Eye, Hitman 3, Final Fantasy XIV, Endwalker, Valheim, It Takes Two, Riders Republic, Solar Ash, Halo Infinite, Resident Evil 4 VR, Unpacking, Psychonauts 2, The Forgotten City, Clunk Clunk. Um, Clunk Clunk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was the padlock sound, I think. That was my law and order. Uh Um... What if yeah. we move before your eyes up to two and go have a nice weekend? <laughs> what if we default to for Forgotten City? Because I don't... Does anyone here really care that much about the Forgotten City? Yeah, I care about Forgotten City. I care about Forgotten City. Do you like... Are you about passionate about the Forgotten City? I'm I pa- want Bravely Default 2 instead of Psychonauts 2. I want I'm to make a different to- trade for it. I I go down to the numbers. We got multiple people who really enjoyed Psychonauts too. People who didn't like it. I think I really like Bravely Default too. <laughs> no, I actually there's, think it's a, there's me. There's Game on Assist. There's you know Jay. There's like three people right there. Wait, hold on a second. No, I like <laughs> yeah. Psychonauts. Thank Psychonauts you, Kyle. Too. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you. I'm a little mad that Leo's pushing down my Returnal, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I thought oh, yeah, Sarah we, wasn't. I didn't know when did that I would happen? rather have Returnal at two than Before Your Eyes at two. I think Sarah's the smartest. Think, she had like a four think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. That is true. That is true. I, I really feel like Returnal to me sounds like a, a solid experience all around. Sure. Um, and it's still in the top five. Before Your Eyes is still in the top five for whatever reason, but. Oh, because it's a, yet a beautiful depiction of humanity and what life is about. When you're at three now, you got above Deathloop. Let's just. Oh, let's that's weird. How that happened. Throw him Control Z a couple times and just putting it back where it was. Okay, <laughs> moving it back down yeah. to four. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I feel. I still wouldn't mind swapping Life is Strange for Before Your Eyes as well. To be honest, uh, absolutely not. I, I hear a stronger <laughs> fight for Before Your Eyes. Yeah, like uh, I was personally. one of the first. Like I was on Before Your Eyes from the jump. Okay, like yeah. I played one of that those developers demos like four years ago. Yeah. I'm telling you, Life of Strange is a better story than Before Your Eyes. I strongly disagree for overall experience. And the fact I did that- enjoy Before uh, uh, the story of Life of Strange a little bit more than Before Your Eyes. What? If I had to 
sit through both of those experiences again, I would rather have to sit through Life is Strange True Colors. Really? You yeah. think overall experience, Life is Strange is better than Before Your Eyes. That seems outrageous to me as a concept. To be fair, I don't really like either of them, but... <laughs> I'll take it. And again, I love I Before I like Eyes, so I don't mind camping it, but I just genuinely, like, I've, I thought about those games a lot, and I feel like Life is Strange is, like, is better. I just want to give it up for such a unique mechanic. And yeah. I, I am speaking as a person who played neither, but just, like... I think it's so cool to do something really. <laughs> we are at that know, point of yeah, the call. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. If you want, I just like I love the idea of like playing a game by blinking your eyes. That's there's nothing else like that. That's Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah, I played each for an hour, and I think before your eyes is cool. <sighs> Thank God. Okay. Okay. There's a wall forming. Okay, I feel good. Um. So are the top four? Are, do we have anything that is locked? Maybe we should start using that lock <sighs> just to clarify I, what we're I, doing here. I well, I think that the big thing that we haven't talked about but it's weird is that chicory's number one it's not weird it's the smartest movie we've ever made i don't have a problem with it i, I don't fun. either i and don't I either for like an hour but i kind of think that's a cool i like it it seems like the one that everyone's on board with like i haven't heard any dissenting like everyone has just had nice things to say we've all yeah. played it to some degree right and mm-hmm. we've all enjoyed it i think me and kyle have played the least and it's we both feel like uh i want to play more of it based on what everyone has said yeah it's the one that like you know when i go to play a game at whatever you know today tomorrow like it's gonna be chicory after we after having this discussion on the call right even with a bunch of other cool games on there that i'm excited like echoes of the eye i do need to try now but chicory is going to be the one that i go and like all right let me pick this back up i need to see this and for the Locking record, in. we can still hear your, hear your fingers a lot, Kyle. Um, ah, damn it. <laughs> I don't know what you think is going on here. Um, Sorry. No, that's fine. I mean, it feels so bold to put it as number one. I really like Chicory. It's like, it's not What like, else would you put? You just want to do like a safer move? You just want to move Deathloop up there so we can I'm cleanse not, our hands? I'm not advocating a swap na, in any na, real na, way. Na, I'm just na, trying to point na, out like na. the puzzles in Chicory, it's like. Sometimes frustrating, nothing too okay. brilliant but for a game all about point, little puzzles. At this Mom, point, it is going to be a swap, though. If I know, if you move it down, yeah, either it's either going to be Returnal at the top, or yeah. we're going to move Death Loop up to the top. Before your eyes, um, it's not going to the top. I know, I know, it's I'm not. I'm sorry that you I cried, it's not. <laughs> but it's not moving to the top. <laughs> I, I, I disagree with the puzzle really comment. Them are obtuse. Was it obtuse or did you just not know how to do it? Because there is a difference. Mm-hmm. And I've lived in that for a lot because I, I struggle with some puzzles as well. But like, did you feel like when and you not, saw a solution? That not to shame you, Hanson. Yeah. But you're not great at puzzles. I know. I've gotten lots of text <laughs> messages from you with a picture of your TV saying, oh. what do I do here? Nothing wrong with that. 100%. That's totally fine. 100%. Please text me whenever you want. No doubt. I'm horrific. I know. For, for <laughs> an action adventure game that's about exploring the world and solving these little puzzles, I just I never felt like this is a brilliant puzzle. Which sure. is the opposite of how I felt going through every moment of It Takes Two is this is a brilliant little piece of platforming design. That's 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 just what I'm expressing. I'm not advocating a swap. Sure. I'm expressing sure. how I feel about Chicory. Okay, you've expressed it. I acknowledge yeah. it. Thank you. And it's going <laughs> to stay in number one. This feels like it's giving, you know, now I feel like I am playing It Takes Two. You know, it's giving like like free couples therapy. It's like, right. look, you said it. I heard yeah. you. Mm-hmm. What? I acknowledge it. it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but it's the way you said it. It's yeah. the way you said it. What? Yeah, it's not quite a. What are we? We're not. We're like a double thruple technically. That's what we're trying to work through here as a big group. 
What is that? Leo, you're into this weird like stuff. What is that? Going. I feel like we can just walk that back, control Z that comment, and just. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not adding that. Again, sugar is number one, I think. I feel like that's over. Um, but for the sake of the conversation, is there something that you think is number one above chicory, Ben? It's a great that question. That isn't yeah. before your eyes. That is based on the conversations, not my gut, but based on these if conversations. you say Guardians of the Galaxy, I will Sarah, leave. you can't just throw out a worst case scenario. I will leave. I didn't even whisper it. I didn't even mouth you're the letters yet. Like, I, I get that it is part of the job and the role you're playing here. But then I want two answers because they seem like they're different. Yeah. What would you say? Because you've asked everyone their opinion. We haven't really gotten a lot of your direct opinion. And then Thank what you. you can give the group sentiment that you're feeling. But what is your opinion on it? Of what I think is the greatest game of the year? From this list. Yes. From this list. Probably Warrior Wear Get It Together. From this list. Um, <laughs> There's always um, that student. Yeah. I'll say it again. I think, okay. I think personally, I, I would put Before Your Eyes as number one. But okay. this group... I understand how we're feeling in general. I think I think Chicory's a solid choice for the group, but I, you know, there's a thing. What there's is things it? You what can, is it like? The one is it just the puzzle? Do you have a, you just second, a number you were, two from before your eyes that you would put? What's your number two then? Because we're not going to put before your eyes. Yeah, like, I understand that. I think that's been solidified. Okay, let's fuse where we're at in the group. Let's just focus on this group stuff. I think we were all fine with Chicory being one. Yeah, I know. Right? I, know. I think you're the only one opinion. that's like... And I feel like like I'm not going to change my opinion to match yeah. yours as much as you may think. Oh, that I would never. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. Look, I've taken some hits on this list, everybody. This thing. Oh, you've taken some hits. I've been like, bleeding you've on taken this list. Some hits. Sarah, Echo Leo, it's number you've nine. You've taken the most hits. Piece of DLC is number nine on here. Come on You're now. Oh, I knew you weren't over that. <laughs> yeah, come on. When you let have like a, a, that availability, that stuff's going to happen. I know. Yep. That's why, that's why I wouldn't allow it. It doesn't exist. Hey, look, on nothing wrong with it. We I've, just can never talk about it then? What's this? Talk about what? DLC? No, no, I, I'm just well, I feel like when you allow it to like say like, oh, we can have DLC and then say, why is DLC on here? Uh, you know why. Because you yeah. opened the door and there's hey. good DLC out there. So people are going to throw it on there. Now, if you right. don't want to see internalized no yeah. DLC, I just jo- said no DLC. I'm Josh. Right. I, love, I love that it's on here. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy it's on here for everybody. And I <laughs> celebrate all like DLC. <laughs> No, yeah. honestly, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, it is a weird line, but yeah, no, I, I like sticking with our line of just Star Wars. But they hate Star Wars. They hate their favorite thing. Right. It doesn't make any sense. I like sticking with the rules of yeah, just passion's passion, whatever format this game is. Um, Jeffum, you've sat here and listened to everybody. Would you wiggle anything? Uh, I mean, personally, I would have Halo Infinite much higher, but uh, that's. I I like the entire top. You all made great arguments. I'm not going to fight against anything. It's great. Looks good. Yeah, but if you had to make an argument, though. Um, if I had to make an argument, I would move Hanson's favorite game off the list. Come on, you dirty dog. <laughs> no, <laughs> no chance. No, it's... I just want to know, why would good. you bring it back? Just to knock it off again. You're saying like, I? It's not. It's not on the. It's not on there. It's not on the list. It's on this document. It's on the document. I'm looking at it now. I, yeah. Well, people watching aren't. Um. 
I'm I'm people watching. Well, I, see it there. I guess we're all people watching in a way. I, I've lost what exactly lost, we're arguing lost. about. But I will say, like, uh, maybe this will bring it back to something uh, relevant. Uh, I, like, we started this, and I was like, I don't know what game of the year is for this group. I have no clue. Yeah. But the second, honestly, like, early on, when you put Chicory up there at number one, I was like, that feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt, it didn't, it didn't hurt my soul in any way or feel wrong. Like, I... I like it. And yeah. I'm and I'm talking as someone who's only played about an hour of it who's excited to play more. Yeah, the um just to continue poking a little bit. <laughs> Janet, oh, poke, poke. That's all what, you do. What, what are you f***ing Facebook over here? What, send some hey, what's the point of a list if you don't poke? We need this thing to be ironclad for when It is who, I don't know. It looks pretty ironclad to me. It looks it. I'm, but, I'm open to doing the final pokes, but I do think nothing is moving. I feel like we've talked about a lot. I, and it's, I think I could see, honestly, I think Dredge should be above Village, but... Ooh, that's interesting. Ooh. But maybe Ow. other people don't, and then that will be the I, end. I like, I like Village more than Dredge. Okay. I like Village more than Dredge myself. Yeah. I'd put Dredge above But they're village. like neck and neck. Yeah. Um, but well, I, they're yeah, six I'm and curious, seven, so. so... How do we feel about <laughs> Returnal and Deathloop? Is there a swap there? Um, I, I, I like... Deathloop more, but also like I didn't did not see through Returnal because I felt incapable of seeing through it mentally yeah. and physically. Um, so you know, for me there would be, but I don't. I'm not married to that. I think um, not just Kyle's like input, but also just like the wider industry conversations. I don't know anyone who was able to spend time with that game and did not think it was fantastic. Though Ben, to your credit, you spent eight hours and you I didn't. Did. What happened there? Like I don't. Maybe I'm, maybe you are the person who sees more issues with it than I was able to even see because i didn't spend very much time with it yeah this is um the physical version of the mental version for the chicory argument where i'm so bad at games that uh i enjoyed it as a podcast game for eight hours did not get very far and said well that's a that's a cool thing that house mark made i'm really happy for him um i definitely had more fun with death loop this year and it a lot of people enjoy death loop compared to kyle loving returnal no doubt about it but I liked. I mean, what Retur- I liked Returnal more than Deathloop, and I didn't play Returnal, but I like Returnal more than Deathloop. Just- Again, she's very smart. Four point <laughs> It is ridiculous. I mean, Returnal is the zestier choice there. It is zesty. That's true. Deathloop has had a lot of descent that Returnal clearly doesn't have. Yeah. And Deathloop and is still that, three. Uh, it's still three. No, Jeff has been trying so hard for so long. <laughs> yes, please. I would say that out of these games, Returnal, based on Kyle's description and passion, is the one that I want to play most. Yeah. Okay. Even having played some Deathloop and enjoyed it, this sounds like the more I'm more enthusiastic about that and interested. Yeah. Boy. I mean, hey, look, Sony bought Housemark. They didn't buy Arcane. Well, they couldn't. <laughs> yeah, because Microsoft <laughs> already bought it. Good point. Because <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft bought it. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me uh, let me command Z that I'm a MacBook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sony didn't buy Microsoft, which owns Arcane. Checkmate. That shows how interested they are. Mm -hmm. So what does that say? What's that, Janet? I said Microsoft tried to buy Nintendo once. That is true. That That is true. That's a true fact of of game history. Um, I feel pretty 
personally feel pretty good about everything except for the Bravely Default 2 thing yep. purely because, and, and Jeff, I do appreciate you you throwing that out there and bringing it back into the fold. However, I don't appreciate it being brought back into the fold and then just to be murdered again. Right. I feel like if anyone is willing to swap anything, I'll take anything I can get at this point to fight for the people in my apartment mm-hmm. who played through so much of that game. Like, everyone ate it up. Like that, it's, a, it's really good. It's very good. Hey, no doubt about it. Every game we've mentioned, worth checking out, everybody. Maybe once we get in like the 60s on this list, maybe it's a little dodgy, but you get the idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I don't know, but sure. It's a nice thing to say, yeah. I think. <laughs> How do we feel I, about... I think this is the best, the best list we've ever made. I think we did it. Kyle, what's happening uh, behind you? Is there beautiful. like construction in your living room at this point with that sound? His feet are going uh, into a meat grinder. That's why he's I'm sorry, I wasn't sure how much it's coming through. I am muting. Uh, my closet is right next to a bathroom where someone is bathing. So <laughs> there's some water flowing. Ooh, you live with goddesses? I'll keep muting unless I have something really important to say that's, like about how Sony bought Housemark. That's so funny. Um, so okay, you asked them how they feel about our list so far. Do we, do we want to like take to the streets and start showing this to people? I think we should, yeah. Like run around and be like, "Does this look okay to you?" Right. People are gonna be really mad at a lot of it. I think. Yeah, but we can just okay. ask the world. Like, should we move Metroid Dread down a slot? Why do you want to move Metroid Dread down so bad? Because it was because uh, I'm not a big Metroid guy, and I had a fine time with it. But seven seems. Uh, someone, someone from the comments said that even if it doesn't move, they want to hear Leo's enthusiastic. Yes passion for writer's republic which i think you hinted at earlier and i kind of i just i just want to live on your enthusiasm for that game <laughs> yeah man it's we uh, want to see what happiness looks like want to bathe in your comments i struggle with games sometimes as far as you know i feel like i've everything i've played i've already played and it's like am i just sick of games am i just burnt out in general you know do i need to just try and mix up my hobbies then I play something like Riders Republic, and I'm like, no, this is what I feel when a game is working right for me. And it's so, I just will run out of things to do because I've done all my dailies, and I've done pretty much every event in that game, and I'll be like, okay, well, I'll just do a photo shoot for all of my different outfits then, and post those all to the community, and... That's something I've certainly never cared about doing in a previous in any other game. I have a signature trick that I developed myself, a Switch 540 rodeo. Hell yeah. It's it's very aesthetically pleasing and I love to do it when I'm killing time between events or whatever. It's like every second you are traversing that world, you're just tricking and improving your skill level at it. And there's just nothing I can compare it to. And the fact that it came out of nowhere, that it's not Steep 2 even, it's like this new IP from Ubisoft who does not do new IPs nearly ever. And honestly, they've been missing for me for a long time. It was such a beautiful surprise, and I am going to be playing it. I play it like four days a week to get all my (laughs) weeklies and dailies and stuff, and I will continue that for a long-ass time. So you're saying move it up? Switch it with before your. Why does it always have to be about? <laughs> Why couldn't you know? It was a nice right. suggestion. It was right. a lovely moment, right. and then it had to be Brass something. Yes. It's moving number. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it where it is. Great, as long as I get to say my piece about it. So, and I feel like I've had plenty of podium to do that with these past couple episodes. So I appreciate that. 
I think it's time to say those key words. Hey, is this the list? I'm happy yeah. with that. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. I just want to know why Bravely Default 2 can't be. <laughs> I just want to one last time. Is there really no space for that to move? Like, I think it's really one of the best like things I've played this year. It is like Bravely my number five Default or six game. has gotten more marketing on this podcast. Like, we've talked yeah. about Bravely Default more than we've talked about a lot of this game, a yeah. lot of the games on the list, just because we're trying to move it up. So right. in a way, it's already kind of the secret winner. Mm-hmm. Like the real winner of this that is really default too, because literally true. nobody else is going to talk about it. Right. Yes. I haven't heard a word about Correct. it. Correct. And we think that Chicory is the winner, but actually it's the fact that Bravely Default 2 got talked about so highly. We've talked about Bravely Default 2 more than the marketing department. Right. Yeah. For Bravely Default 2. <laughs> Absolutely. We've lived with it more than the developers have, I believe. Jan, is that sincere? Is what sincere? Like my question? Yeah. Like, do you really? Yeah, always sincere. Yeah. But like, we need, a, know, we need to make pitches for what to swap it in with. Democracy has always has failed me many a times. Like I'm a right. U.S. citizen. So this right. is going to be what's going to be. But I just wanted to ask. I'm just asking a question. I, I hear you. And, and on the, you know, on the on the big listometer, it's like Forza Horizon Five. I feel like is the buddy of Bravely Default Two, where it's my number five for the year somewhere in that arena as well and it's just partnered with it and it's just not cracking through in this group i mean i would crack it for forgotten city but you won't let me do that you told me that it was locked for for a lot of conversations here so far we've had the group you know if two of the group loved it but two of them hated it Mm -hmm. so it doesn't get that high i feel like we haven't let that happen with forgotten city because mm-hmm. there's a big lock on it. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to? Move and maybe it it's up? time for the lock to come off. Oh my god, it's free. It's just a normal <laughs> just entry. Thing out because anyone can edit this doc. But I am down for the sanctity of this Google Doc that was made, you know, like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what? <laughs> you played Forgotten City. You want to move a Skyrim mod up? I'm not moving Look it. me in the eye Stop and always tell me that you want a gonna... Skyrim mod to move up about, above Forza Horizon 5. You're always <laughs> guessing where I'm going to go, and it's the most negative, <laughs> terrible possible guess every time, <laughs> which is alarming. Valheim can't be number one, Anson. <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> I just said your name. Unbelievable. Let it go. I'm not moving it up. I'm just saying Forgotten City is unlocked in this world. I like Forgotten City as number 20 on this list. I think it's a great spot for it. Leo and I both enjoyed that game a lot. And I was trying to get a read, Sarah, on how negative you were on Forgotten City. I understand you didn't like aspects of it and the ending of it, but are you disgusted with it being on two tens? I mean, I'm not disgusted with it because I guess some people like kind of games like that and I can't fight about it. Sure. It can stay there, but I just feel like that there's other games below it which could be higher than it. Games that have had way more in them like Forza Horizon 5 or Bravely Default 2 that aren't Skyrim mods that already came mm. out years ago well no it's completely rebuilt you can't just say it's, it's an not. old it has the same exact I, crouch no, mechanic I, bow mechanic stealth mechanic I don't think if it doesn't matter if it's a mod I, I think that that's like totally yeah and also it was doesn't, set, doesn't this is a new all. story the story it's, used to be within the world of Skyrim yeah it's completely rebuilt like just the idea of I'm the just, looping I'm, a couple characters I'm doing a Ben right. I'm doing a Ben and I'm right. poking it okay right. it deserves right. to get poked yeah, you're right I'm you're about right. to start punching it <laughs> it's poke worthy I'm not saying it's not poke worthy 
I would concede it to Bravely Default too. Leo, no, I need you on this. I need you on this. I'm sorry. My passion, if if it was in, if Forgotten City was 21 and Bravely Default 2 was 20, I wouldn't have the passion that Janet has for getting it back on. Yeah. All right. It's been unlocked. You've unearthed the bowels of hell. (laughs) It has happened. (sighs) Okay. Did I... Did I do that? Or we could just, instead of the two tens, we could make it the one ten and the one eleven. Does that Ooh. still work? Mm. No. No. I think it's, okay. it's no. got a good number. The number will to always it. get bigger and bigger and bigger if we do that yeah. now. We can't, we can't do that. Two years of 14. The- is good yeah, exactly. and it happens to be a JRPG. I then have to finish it in its entirety, which is a big, it's like a hundred hours. Mm-hmm. I was busy playing all these other games, okay? Like I was, I made a mistake. I don't sure. think this game should suffer for it. Will you finish this over the holiday break, Janet? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Just lie! Why it's should I? Up there. What's, she's gonna have to no, Ben! No. <laughs> Come on. That's damning! Oh, it's damning! It's damning! What's that? You literally can't tell Ben the truth. If you show any you weakness, he will pull your game. No, you can't. You can't okie doke me. I've beaten forty-eight games and counting this it's, year. I've I played you, probably more. Like you've played more than I think anybody on this show. I've rolled. I've put a bunch of hours into this. I don't have a real job, Ben. I just show up here, and afterwards, I just go and I do whatever. Okay? I get it. I have nothing but time, and just because I didn't want to pour all that time in Rivet Default Two, mm-hmm. so I'd have time to unpack and take two for too long. Mm-hmm. No. <sighs> I just think it's tough What's, when you say that you do, have no interest in finishing it. That's why you have to lie to Ben. You didn't ask me that interest. You said, would I do it? Yeah, that They're is true. The same question, are you going to finish they? Valheim? Are you finishing Valheim this break? Am I going to see you squaring up in Valheim over the break? Yeah, I'm going to play a lot the of Valheim holidays? this break. Hell really? yeah. Hell I yeah. mean, I will say, the games that I love do supersede my other responsibilities. I played Solar Ash twice instead of playing Halo Infinite because I, like, loved it so dearly. So I think it is, like, Fine, a, we'll a Halo factor. Infinite off of you know? Default 2 on there. Wait, what was that? I was like, fine, we'll take Halo Infinite off then. <laughs> I disagree there. Jeff loves Halo Infinite. Okay. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy side, with Bravely Default 2 being on there. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm just saying, if you follow this logic, we are then, and I'm not going to lie just to get it on there. If we follow that logic, a lot of these games wouldn't be on there. Of Are we going to go finish them? Yeah. I disagree. You're going to finish every game on this list. No, absolutely not. But the game that I'm championing to be on the list, yeah, absolutely, I would finish that. Uh, you didn't ask me if I finish it. You said I do it over the break. That's two okay. weeks. Okay. All right. Will you, will you eventually finish River Default too? Sure. Say yes. Thank you. <laughs> Let the record show. It was sure. Okay. I don't know if I believe that's sure, but let's take it. Okay. I really respect the honesty. <laughs> Life's long if you're lucky. Yeah. Why not? The two tens, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. The list counting from number 20 up to number one. This is Bravely Default 2. Psychonauts 2. This is the bottom 10, just to be very clear. Unpacking Resident Evil 4 VR, Halo Infinite, Solar Ash, Riders Republic, It Takes Two, Valheim, Final Fantasy 14, Endwalker, Top 10. From 10 to 1, Hitman 3, Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye, Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Resident Evil Village, Life is Strange, True Colors, Before Your Eyes, Deathloop, Returnal, 
And number one, Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Great Yay. list. Good. Good list. Anybody feeling pissy? No. I'm feeling a little pissy, but I that's that's what a good list is you about. You got a lot on this list. I'm I'm happy with this list. I'm happy with this list. I'm happy with the victories. You sound happy. I believe say it again and I'll believe you this time. <laughs> I, I am I am happy with this collective list. You know, like Kyle mentioned, who knows how this group is gonna shake out, but this feels like a pretty good representation of where we're at. And the overall yeah. year for 2021. I like it. It's yeah. I there are things on here that I didn't spend as much time with or maybe haven't spent any time with and there's also stuff that i really know well like i think it's a good it seems like a list that we all made together mm-hmm. I, I feel represented good in this yes yeah, i feel like this list for. is very probably one of the most diverse top lists i've seen out there i mm. gotta say yeah uh, which i think is good yeah and yeah. i came away with a lot of games i want to go play now from yeah. hearing them talked about yeah which means there were some great arguments that's the goal All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching or listening and especially for sharing the MinMax show. If you enjoyed our Game of the Year debates, any help spreading the word is greatly appreciated. And just about the podcast in general, but everyone's been really great about that. So we definitely appreciate all your help. Uh, I want to thank all the cohorts for a great year here at MinMax. Leo Vader, thank you for being so fun this year. Kyle, thank you for your attitude this year. Just wonderful. Jeffum, thank you for all you've done this year. Appreciate the time. Sarah Podzorski, thank you for coming on and gracing us with your presence. Thank you for being here. Jenna Garcia, thank you so much for being a champion on so many fronts, and especially when it comes to getting through these games. You are, and I'm not, and this isn't Brave the Default 2 weird side talk, but you genuinely are a machine for going through video games every year. So thank you for all your effort this year. It's greatly appreciated. All right, and thank you so much to everybody in the thank you crew. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Ben, thank you for your work hosting oh. and, and putting everything together every week. Um, I really I really appreciate right, it, guys. and I like the ways that you've been very transparent behind this, you know, behind the scenes, just kind of one-on-one of being like, hey, how can I make, how can I do this better? And like, how can we get more of your voices in there? And I really feel like that's an ethos and a pillar for how you're building this. Um, and maybe it doesn't always come through on the other sides or whatever, and it can be improved, but I feel like you're always making those efforts and I really appreciate it. And I feel like we have goofy, weird things here, like the Sarah, the horse girl, iconic moment in video game history. And like, you always go for that (laughs) stuff. And frankly, we spend most of our time just thinking of weird names for our silly ideas that you always, you know, encourage us to have. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to thank you for for your work and all that, and I'm excited for next year. That's very sweet. Thank you so much, Janet. Very, very sweet of you to go out of your way. Uh, thank you to everybody at the $50 tier as well. Patrick Polk, another Eden's Chrono Cross crossover, Andrew Yurkowitz, Oppa Switch on Xbox, Shakes Trooking Music, Chris, Fixture Gaming's Fixture Us One, I Am 8-Bit, DivergeCoffee.com, Zachary Pliggy, Ludwig Roque, Andrew Valla, Beat No Brian, PrettyGoodPrinting.com, Jawar Hello, Mr. Nomer, John Higby, Jewel Rana, Steve Bam, Dead, Clemens, Zobel, Pure Red Number Six, Star Killer, Spatter Dance, Spiraling Your Eyes, Pretham Yarla Gata, Journal of D99, and Ron with two N's. Thanks so much for a great year, everybody. We'll see you next year. Bye. Be good, have fun. Let's go, I mean.